from among all others by the immortal elders Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury, Billy Batson and his mentor travel the highways and byways of the land on a never-ending mission to right wrongs, to develop understanding, and to seek justice for all. In time of dire need, young Billy has been granted the power by the immortals to summon awesome forces at the utterance of a single word. transforms him in a flash into the mightiest of mortal beings, Captain Marvel. Eighteen seconds after the hour of eleven, and this the month of March of the year of our Lord two thousand and eight. Thank you for coming along and making a part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM nine seventy, Solid State Radio. This, my friends, me compadres, my companions. This is the Rick Emerson Radio Program, lovingly assembled in the United States by the world's finest robots. Thank you for uh, joining us today. It is uh, Tuesday, and welcome to day twelve. It is five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. 503-733-2970. You uh, want to join us today with your comments, your uh, clarifications, your conventions, your two cents, uh, your what have you. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. And somehow within the last, oh, I don't know, 72 hours, I've somehow become a recipient. I'm, I'm now on the mailing list of Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and John McCain. I just received something from the desk of Senator John McCain. I just received that just now. And I'll set that aside for later reading. All right. Uh, well, in any event, uh, it is Tuesday. Hi. How you doing? It's 503-733-2970. Uh, you would like to uh, join us today. Richie Bristol standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, uh, the uh, groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane, the <clears throat> shazamic, whatever you might have. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. Uh, if you'd like to email us, you can do that as well. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah at 970.am. Tim at 970.am. Or Richie with a T at 970.am. Uh, that uh, that's all it takes. That's all ye need do uh, to converse with us today in whatever fashion. All right, here's what seems to be going on with the phones. Richie, are those people calling? Or is that just... Has something malfunctioned? I think it's inconceivable to me that people will be calling. We haven't even... I mean, I even by our standards, calling. we haven't even done anything yet. Well, whatever. All right. It's... Uh, no, we're on the air. I think. I don't see an alarm going off anywhere. All right. Here's what's coming up later on today. We... Uh, we'll be uh, joined today by CNN Radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins. Uh, who joins us today about, well, I, there's the Mississippi primary. Is that today? It's an important day in Mississippi. And really, how many times can you say that? Really? How many days in the last, oh, I don't know, 10, 12, 
25 years, have you really stopped and said to yourself, what's Mississippi doing today? What's, what seems to be going on there? Uh, so today is one of those days. Uh, well, so we'll talk to uh, Lisa about the Mississippi primary. Also, this business of uh, this business of Hillary saying that she might consider sharing the ticket with Obama as her VP, which is like the best thing ever. You know why? You know, you know what Hillary Clinton is? Hillary Clinton is... It, 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 she's it, it, one of those people who... Uh, Dennis Leary... Uh, Dennis Leary used to do this great bit about uh, about how real men die, and he had this. I forget exactly the, 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 the whole thing. I don't know the, the whole context of it, but he had this great line about how real men fight death all the way to the end, and he he had this great image that he painted of as the Grim Reaper was like taking you down to the ground uh, to end your life, that you were actually punching death in the side of the neck up until the very end. You just wouldn't go, and that's really what Hillary Clinton's doing right now. I mean, even as she continues to get schooled uh, in the delegates and in the popularity contest and everything by Barack Obama, she just continues to put the boot in. It's fantastic. Uh, so we'll talk to Lisa about that CNN radio correspondent James Roop uh, joining us from Los Angeles today, uh, where Britney Spears has been put on a $1,500 a week allowance. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Suck on that. Uh, what else? Steve Kastenbaum joins us from New York City. Uh, last night, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. Um, did you catch that thing Justin Timberlake said about... Uh, about Britney Spears? Yeah. Yeah. That was the worst produced show ever. Yeah. It no, was a step above cable access. People just <laughs> sat there silently waiting for the next thing to happen. <laughs> well, they're all like 150 years old. I mean, really, honestly, it's, it's really not like anybody from the Dave Clark Five is going to get up and do the splits at this point. So, uh, anywho. Uh, so we'll talk to Steve Kastenbaum about that. Oh, and about, oh, what's his name? That guy that was governor until he effed a bunch of whores. Uh, so we'll talk about that as well. Apparently there's... Wait, I have this now. I have this in front of me. This is about the um, governor. Well, I guess he, I guess he, it's 11 o'clock. I guess he's still governor now. Um, there is a 47-page affidavit detailing a two-and-a-half-hour rendezvous. I hate that word. <laughs> between New York Governor Elliot Spitzer and a high-class prostitute. So there you go. 47 pages. That's pretty impressive in a weird way. I mean, that almost makes you want to call him up and go, like, well done. I mean, that it would take 47 pages to detail the amount of activity one was engaging in with a woman of the night. I mean, really, I mean, most guys consider themselves lucky to get to four or five pages. So, uh, what else? We will have uh, today's top five. Uh, Today, Tim Riley presents his top five television themes of all time. Uh, I have to tell you this. It was a tough call. (laughs) Well, see, you know, see, now you see how difficult it is. Here's the thing. So yesterday, I did this top five TV themes of all time, and now Todd the Corpse, who's the official historian of the Rick Emerson show, he wasn't ready to come out and flat out say that I'd already done the list, but I'm willing to admit that I have because several people preemptively said, you've done this, and by the way, Hill Street Blues is on there, and the Jeffersons are number one. So I think I, I have done it at some point, but even having done it apparently in the past, it was still difficult to put it together yesterday. So I got more email about that top five list yesterday then I probably then we've got about any other thing we've done in the last three months. I mean, probably so far this year. I mean, we're into March of '08. I probably got more email about that than about any other single thing we've done. Even more than the text messages. Even more than the te- everywhere I went yesterday, everybody's like, you know what you left off before. By the time I got off the air, Fat Boy at, at KUFO had 
both written an email excoriating me for my failure to meet his standards, and he had created his own alternate top five. I went home. Uh, my wife had created her own top five, which she's now demanding to come on to do. Uh, I did it again. They had an email from other people who work upstairs, like the accounting executives, demanded to come on and do their top five. Tim sent me his last night, and I know it was difficult for you to put together. Yes. Also this, no two emails from the audience agreed on what I left off that should have been on there or what I should have put on instead. So, you know, I'm just saying, no, no two assessments of yesterday's top five. It may be... The most divisive top five ever. Well, I've corrected some of your mistakes by putting them on mine. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. But, but I knew ahead of time that that would happen. Well, I, the, Because if you pick something in a certain genre, you always leave out the better one in that same category. So you're saying, just by, theoretically speaking, yes. you're saying that perhaps I picked a great, let's say, cop uh, show theme, but left off a better cop show Correct. theme. Something like that. Or I picked maybe... Uh, a great theme from a 70s sitcom, but left off maybe the definitive example of that genre. Mm -hmm. All right. So later on today, Tim Riley's top five TV theme songs of all time. Tomorrow, Sarah does the list. Uh, Thursday, I think we'll have a listener do it. I don't know how we're going to decide on the FBM. I think we'll have a listener coming to do it Thursday. Uh, Friday, Scott Daly will do it. We'll just, uh, you know, so we'll just navel gaze about this all week long. Let's see what else. Uh, religious Nutcase Watch coming up. A double, and it's fantastic. Uh, let's see. Marie, uh, Lisa Marie Presley is... Is she suing that tabloid for calling her fat? Yes. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, she, I mean, just look. Not only does she look fat, and, I'll, it, and I'm not saying she is. Well, apparently she is fat, but it's just because she's fat with a baby. She's fat with child. Um, the, it, but she also just looks, she looks like a mugshot. I mean, I don't really know where that photo, that one, the one that ran today of her, I don't know from where they got that, but it really does look like she was rousted out of bed at around 3 a.m. with billy clubs and a photograph in a squad house somewhere. Uh, what else? Well, that's it. A whole bunch of uh, other crap to get to today. Uh, so, uh, Jim Rope, Lisa Desjardins, Steve Castamon, Top 5, Religious Nutcase Watch, uh, and, uh, and some other... Oh, and we have Trey Arrow's so-called music still to get to. Richie, are these telephone calls that I ought to be taking? Are these people calling to share thoughts or observations with us? Well, I guess we'll find out. Tim Riley's working on the following stories for your edification today. Uh, Portland's own Dr. Depp is finally arrested this morning. A man touches himself inappropriately inside a Clackamas County Target store. Madonna hints at her own history of lewd conduct during the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Award. The Spokane monkey who bit three people is killed in vengeance. Wait, monkey watch. <laughs> All right. A Spokane man is charged with committing two robberies on his birthday. The big studios will spend millions of dollars to convert North American theaters to 3D. All right. Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, joined today, as always, by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon. How are you today? My neck hurts. I had this... Okay, so I was having a nightmare last night. Whoa, your microphone sounds weird. It sounds really weird. Am I muffled? Yes. It sounds like I can't, I can't even hear myself. All right, Matt, that same thing is happening... To, Hello? That thing that happened... No, 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 it's not your imagination. We should have played along for a second and convinced you you were going crazy. No, it sounds fine. Matt Green, if you are within the sound of my voice, that thing that mysteriously happened to my microphone last week where the processing went all flat and muffly is now happening to Sarah's microphone as we speak. How's mine doing? Your mic is off. <laughs> How's mine doing now? Hey, yours is fantastic. It's going to be a great Tuesday. Smell that? That's the smell of win. All right. Man, so what were you saying, Sarah? I was having this horrible nightmare last night, and like I woke up and I kind of jolted up, and in doing so, I strained my neck, 
and it's like I I can't move. Was this the dream where you were paralyzed? No, this was one where uh, I have crazy dreams. Where I was flying in my dream, and then somebody was trying to kill me. Okay, well, no, 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 I have those dreams all the time. Yeah, and so like I was, you know, I was running from somebody, and they had like this giant sword thing, and they were chasing me up these stairs, and then I, um, and then I woke up, and I woke up with a start. And you pulled a muscle in the back yeah, of your pulled, neck. Instead of pulling it, my whole body, I like jolted up my head, and I pulled the like the tendon on the back of the right side of my so neck. So now, can you turn your head today, or is your head totally immobile? I can't turn it to the right. Is it you just can't turn it? That can turn to the left? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. It's okay. Just, so look straight at me. Now turn your head. I feel like a doctor. Now turn your head to the right until you can't do it anymore. Ow, there. So you can turn your head to about uh, 2 o'clock. That's about it. Yeah, and then the other one's fine. That's weird. It really hurts, too. Uh-oh. So I'm going to ride my bike today, but... Oh. All right. Tim, is there news? No, I'm oh. just saying, oh, about that neck problem. Yeah, yeah it really sucks. So I was going to ride my bike, I don't so like I neck drive. problems. No. Well, then driving was just as bad, because I'm trying to You're turn. trying to do your head check. <laughs> I look like I'm wearing a neck brace, so I'm turning like, oh. Like you've got one of those big birdhouse things on your on your head. Like when you like when you snap your vertebra, and you're trying to do the well, just look over my. And do you ever do this when you uh, you you've uh, messed up your neck or your back or whatever somehow? You always forget about it, and then you remember just in time to like cause yourself some sort of pain. Well, I guess I'll look over my shoulder. Ah! I was screaming profanity this morning because it, it hurts so bad, and I would forget about it. And be like ah. <laughs> I don't mean to mock. I'm just laughing. I'm commiserating because I myself have done that. Uh, I always seem. I, don't I always. Know how I did it though? I was just like sleeping in bed. Well, because when you're when you're asleep, your muscles get all alternately either relaxed or sometimes actually uh, tensed up. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if you just sort of jerk involuntarily, you sort of move, uh, yeah, that can... Uh, because if your muscle is sort of tensed up due to the... Especially if you're having a stressful dream, you can tense up in your sleep and then you go, ha! And you move your head and then suddenly you're, you're, you, you overexert a muscle. Mm -hmm. I'm making all of this up. I don't know that it's true, well, but it sense. sounds plausible to me. All right. Here's a weird thing. Do you ever think about this? Do you ever think about the fact that when you dream uh, or when you're asleep, that your brain has to remember to put your body in neutral to separate your brain from your body? Because otherwise, for example, uh, like in your dream, if you, let's say you're having a dream that you're running. Well, you don't run in bed. Like in bed, your your legs aren't moving as though you're running because your brain has to remember to take your to take it to take your body and put it in neutral, which is sort of weird. And there's some I forget the name of it, but there is some ailment where your brain starts forgetting to do that. So your brain no longer puts in like a like a separation between your subconscious and your body. So in your dream, if you're you know if you're dreaming you're punching somebody, your arm just starts like your body starts doing whatever it is you're dreaming. Mm -hmm. so, so the, the pause button no longer works. That's exactly what it is. Raul, um, like sleep punches and kicks. Are you sure it's sleep punching and kicking? Is like, that what he tells you? No, even when they'll be like, I'll be is that because you were sleep talking back? No, because he would <laughs> he'd be like sleeping on my couch or something, and I'd have friends over, like, okay, let's go, and you know he works late at night, so he would be taking a nap or something, and anytime you would even like touch him, he would go, he would like flail, he would like kick and yeah. punch, and he'd be dreaming it, but he um, and he wouldn't realize it, and he'd finally wake up, he'd be like, what are you doing? You know, my dad uh, did that when my parents were first married. My dad did that for reasons that I never really figured out. Something unpleasant, I'm sure. And my mom, uh, for about the first, I don't know, year that they were married, she would wake him up in the morning by throwing shoes at him from across the room. 
because the first time, and I guess this is right after they got in, they hadn't lived together or anything. The first time they got married or whatever, she comes in to wake him up, like time for breakfast, and she shakes him awake. And as my mom, as my mom told, I shouldn't be laughing, but as my mom told it, she went to shake him awake, and the next thing you knew, it was like hand around the throat, and he had like shoved her against a wall. <laughs> so she said that from that day on, she woke him up by throwing shoes at him from the bedroom uh, door well, until he stopped doing that. Well, his ex-girlfriend, he gave her a black eye. Yeah. And he's a, he's a very nonviolent, like very nice guy. But when he's awake, anyway. When he's awake, but he what's has going a, on underneath the surface there? Do you suppose <laughs> he has a secret violent? No. Is there uh, breaking news? Spitzer has just been told he has 24 to 48 hours to resign. Or else. Or else. Fantastic. They're not naming any names, but he's been told that. Hey, Richie Bristol, will you do me a favor? Uh, if you are listening, will you will you uh, endeavor to find Matt Green, engineer extraordinaire, and tell him that Sarah's microphone is doing what my microphone did last week? He wanted us to tell him if it happened again. And so Sarah's processing has gone all wonky. So if you look into that, that'd be fantastic. Well, let's see what these people are calling about. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Yeah, hey, my name's James. Uh, I just wanted to say I tried calling last week, uh, but my phone died, and I was like, son of a monkey. I was trying to figure out um, what the hey, um, day 12 means. Uh, welcome to day 12. Uh, that is from um, uh, that is from uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie's 12 Days of Christmas, uh, where when they get to the 12th day, they say, uh, hello, and welcome to day 12. And I just started saying it a long time ago for reasons that elude me now, and it's just sort of become a thing I say. I really have no idea why I started saying it, but it's from Bob and Doug McKenzie's 12 Days of Christmas. Wait, in I fact, see. I think, hold on, in fact, I do, I think I have it here, hold on. Uh, let's see. Day 12, day 12. I think I actually pulled that at one point because so many people had asked. Okay, here we go. This is, let's see. Good day and welcome to day 12. There you go. Oh, okay, cool. Right, All right. on. Well, uh, thanks for clarifying. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right, bye now. Uh, hello, Engineer Matt. Hello. How are you doing? Yes, Sarah's hello. microphone, she turned on her mic, and it's doing that thing that Mike did l last week. It sounds uh, very, very oh, muddled, and it's all mid-rangey. All right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program, sir, madam, is the case maybe. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about, but mainly it was your your top five list of the best theme songs, uh -huh. and I can't believe you left out Hawaii Five O and Rawhide. Rawhide. Rawhide's not a bad theme. You've got The Whip, you've got Frankie Lane. I mean, they're both pop hits. I mean, you know them instantly the Here's time the thing. you hear them. Uh, I, I stand by my list from yesterday, except for the Hill Street Blues theme. Upon reflection, I should have dropped Hill Street Blues. I stand by the rest of my list. If I had it to do today, uh, if I had it to do over, and as I said yesterday, every every day might, might be different, every week. You know, if you were asking me from moment to moment what my top five TV themes are, uh, it would probably change. That being said, I I'm not ashamed of yesterday's list. I stand by it, except Hill Street Blues. If I had to do it today, I would drop Hill Street Blues, and I would probably add the theme to the new Battlestar Galactica, uh, to, the, to the relaunch of Battlestar Galactica on Sci-Fi. I would probably add that. Even Twilight Zone? Twilight Zone's on there. It was? Twilight I Zone? had the Jeffersons and Barney Miller. Yeah, the and Twilight Peter Zone was Gunn. on there. Twilight Zone was on there. Um, oh, okay. She says disbelievingly. No, I would drop Hill Street Blues and add the new Battlestar Galactica. And theme. I'm not crazy about Barney Miller. I mean, I like it. I know what it is when I hear it. But there's so many. I Dream of Jeannie. You could go and you said Brady Bunch. You this really is on. this really is our show in a nutshell, right here. Somebody calling up to uh, get all get all in my no, in my no, grill no, no, about no. Barney Miller. Also, real quick, I, mean, I know you guys are Lost yeah. fans. This doesn't really have a lot to do with Lost, but yeah. I'm not a big fan of making this new Indiana Jones movie. I haven't seen the total trailer, but I've seen parts of it. 
the only thing I'm impressed about it is that they're using the Roswell concept. I think that's clever. But I think Harrison Ford is too old. To me, it looks kind of forced humor. It, it just doesn't feel right. And I wish they had have found someone else to play the part. Yeah, I but think, see, nobody else can play in the end of I think that's Matthew Fox would be great. No, no, no. Think no, about, that, no, think about it. He's in the jungle. Think. He looks great. Not gonna He's, think about that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm never going to think about that. Look, I like Matthew Fox and all, but I'm not. It's not going to work. You can't. Here's my thing. Uh, you, you either have to do it with Harrison Ford, and to be to be fair, they're acknowledging the fact that he's old. They're not trying to play it like he's still mm -hmm. young. You either have to do it with Harrison Ford, or you don't do it at all. No one else, at least for now, no one else can play Indiana Jones. You'd have to wait. Shia LaBeouf to you know to take the place. Well, no, you sound like you're no, in another no. room. He's okay, so wrong. Past that, okay? Unless they're, unless they're prepping him because they're, you know since he is playing the son, maybe they're going to try and make more in the future with him because he does have a pretty promising maybe. career. Maybe. Maybe, you know what they could almost you know what I might almost watch is I might almost watch a film version of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles because they did that thing after Last Crusade where River Phoenix played Young Indy yeah. where they did the TV series I uh, it, it just seems like you know with Star Trek uh, it's the same thing I feel like if they were ever going to cast somebody else as Indiana Jones they got to wait like twenty years you got to give it a rest well, it's been twenty years basically well know? that's a fair point but I'm saying they're doing it with Harrison Ford now so if they're going to do a reset they got to wait a couple decades at least so. well I would say. Get Matthew Fox, watch Lost, see what he's doing on Lost. Physically, he looks right. He's intelligent. He can handle the humor. He can handle the tough guy part. Mm -hmm. He wears the clothes. He could wear the hat. He could do all of that. But, yeah, they could set it back. Instead of, you know, having it go ahead in the future, send it back to when he meets Marion. They this know is, the whole thing. I was a child. This, is a, this is a terrible idea. Oh. I think it's a good idea. I would say test him, try it, and see. I love Harrison Ford. I think the only person who could have done better than Harrison Ford is Errol Flynn. You know, I mean, he okay. was so good in that role. As we end this call now, do you know, uh, for the bonus points, do you know who was originally supposed to be Tom Indiana Selleck. Jones? Tom Selleck. It would have been horrible. Well done. There you go. I like Tom Selleck. Uh oh Speaking of, Speaking of classic TV. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, do we have a death? No, it's not a death. Wait, do we have a maiming? It's a shocking arrest. A shocking arrest in terms of classic television. Mm -hmm. Sarah, without further ado, let's go to Tim Riley with this breaking news right here on the Rick Emerson radio program on AM 970. Oh, I thought that... Do you want me to play breaking news or no, you want to actually go to Tim? News. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not used to doing it this early in the program. Don Wells, the actress who played Marion in Gilligan's Island, has been busted for... Driving with marijuana in her car from her birthday party. Good for you, Don Wells. She's 69. Apparently, she was pulled over when the sheriff noticed her swerve across the center lines on Highway 33. She lives in Idaho now and repeatedly speeded up and slowed down. A search produced four marijuana joints. Excellent. And two small cases of store marijuana. That is hot. And she blamed it on hitchhikers. Apparently, Marianne's picking up hitchhikers at 69. Uh, she is now serving, oh, she's about to serve six months of unsupervised probation for this crime. She pled guilty to one count of reckless driving and was sentenced last month to five days in jail. Her fine, $410, and she's placed on probation once again. Marianne of Gilligan's Island, celebrating her 69th birthday with marijuana in her car. Fantastic. So you're saying, Tim, that Marianne was celebrating with Mary Jane. Mm-hmm, and got a three-hour tour of jail. <laughs> Uh, here's why that doesn't surprise me, because remember when she was uh, alive, <clears throat> I'm sorry, when Bob Denver was alive. Oh, he was a big pothead. Yeah, they, but they talked about how they, they that's that's where, like one of them got their pot from the other one. I forget exactly how that worked. How did they get it on the island? Uh, well, I guess the not on the island. Oh. 
It grew wild, Tim. Uh, no, but I think Bob Denver said that when he did, like, they would actually share their weed uh, when he was alive. So, did you see that picture of her on TMZ yesterday? Don Wells? I, I have this one here. Oh, that's, well, that's less good. This is a mugshot, but you know what? For 69, she looks fine. She really does. Mm -hmm. And I mean fine, like fine. I mean, she looks really good. Mm -hmm. uh, she's 70 years old. On TMZ yesterday, they did a back-to-back -back of like, you know, where they show the old her and then the new her. Or, you know, whatever, young and old. Mm -hmm. uh, she doesn't look bad at all. So really, weed notwithstanding, that's clean living, I think. She I looks, so. As opposed to Tina Louise, looks like something the cat spat up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's no good. Um, oh, Jesus, we got a break here. Um... All right, we got Lisa at the bottom of the hour. We got Steve Kastenbaum coming up later on. More from Tim. I haven't even talked. I got, well, I got my dental appointment today. I guess there's not much to talk about. I guess I'll go in today and they'll say they've all got to go. That's really what it's going to be. Going to sit down there and is it safe? And then that's going to come in. Well, I'm um, looking forward to all the future appointments that you're going to have. Oh, I don't even. I don't even want to think about it. I like they called me this morning and there was a little bit of a mix-up and it looked like my appointment might have to be canceled today. And then it turns out that's not the case. I really do have to keep my appointment at all. I was so excited when they said my appointment was canceled. I was because I just don't, you know. You know well, nobody enjoys going to the dentist. I just know I'm going to go, and I'm sorry, Mr. Emerson. This whole jaw has to be removed. Jesus. All right, let's take a break. It's five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Back after this, more of your calls. Lisa Desjardins. can't get your shoe tied, but you make it worse. Like, you put a knot in it by accident. Damn it. I know I'm, like, 35. I'm so tired. All right. All right. Well, maybe you get a new microphone. That'd be very exciting. You know, as for many years, I've used the Electro Voice RE20, the finest microphone known to man, but I've never known what the switch on the back of it did. I'm wondering if I should flip the switch and see what it does. All right. I'm going to flip the switch halfway through this sentence right here. I don't know. I don't know that I noticed any. Oh, there we go. You had a little bit of. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care for it. I'm going to I put it back. I can't even hear myself. I can hear you. And God can hear you, Sarah. That's what counts. All right. You know, this music bed right here, which is this is Eminem. Mm -hmm. Somebody sent me a uh, an email this morning. Do you get a lot of these? Maybe not. Where, where it says, hey, what was that song that you played for one of your bumpers yesterday? It was like a piano when it goes da, 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 da. And it was literally spelled out like it goes da, 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 da. And you're like, who's that one punk band from the you know who's singing that song from the '80s that I really used to like? It's like I I don't know. I have no idea. So let me let me fucking read the email here. It actually says this. It says, um, let's see. It's a lower key piano riff, and I'm dying to know what the bed is. Um, I wish there was a way to convey a song over the internet, but it said, but it goes, na 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 na. Nah. So thanks so much. I'll get right on that. It's uh, 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Uh, so uh, we're supposed to be getting... I've moved things around a little bit. I've uh, rejiggered things just a bit. Uh, we're supposed to be talking to Steve Kastenbaum at 1145 about Governor Mark Spitzer, who I guess has been told that he's got like 36 hours to pack a scrap and get out. Um, now, that being said, we're also supposed to talk to Lisa Desjardins, and she can't really run overtime today. Because we got Steve, and Steve's time is very valuable always, but especially today. So now I'm looking at the uh, at the phone, waiting for Lisa. Did she call do. Lisa? 
What? Did yes, he... I believe he did. Okay, so in the meantime, uh, I will tell you this. that jo Okay, there she is, of course. You know what it is? That's the key. Uh -huh. The key is you try to talk it's about something else, hot. and then the universe knows to send Lisa. Well, I, admit, I really do have to talk about this next, but let's welcome now to the show. From the Hill, CNN Radio Correspondent of the Stars, Lisa Desjardins. Hello there. Hi, guys. How's life? How are things? Good, good. Just running back from... Uh... Uh, one of those days where I have to ask senators about nothing but scandal. I, you know, I want to ask about the deficit. I want to ask about Social Security and how they're going to fix it. But no, I'm asking about governors and prostitutes. See, no, that's bad. See, this is, it's a day like this when you really are, you're in our wheelhouse. This is like a welcome <laughs> to our world. Because most of the time it's the opposite, right? Where I just want to talk about some guy who's been caught with a laundry bag full of cash. And meanwhile, you're sitting there talking about, Rick, let's talk about, uh, you know, the stock market and how it's going to affect uh, retirement for Americans. And, for, and I just, you know, I just, uh, I am what I, you know what it is? I'm just going to put it right out there. I'm a bottom feeder. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to be more sophisticated than I am. You, my friend, are an American. I uh, know, and I... It, not saying Americans are bottom feeders, but I'm telling you... Well, we are. This is, you know, we, we understand it. It's black and white. You know, human foibles, we get it. I, uh, I just, I've become zen uh, with myself and my own interests. Uh, <laughs> there was a time when I sort of pretended to be a better person than I really was, and that day has passed. <laughs> my uh, all right. Um, well, there is, uh, I don't get to say this a whole lot. There's, so there's stuff happening in Mississippi I care about. Um, <laughs> Is there really? I mean, no, no, not really. I didn't think so. I uh, anyway, it says it says here though it must be true because on the scene in prep sheet it says it's an important day in Mississippi. though it is an important day it's an important day in mississippi <laughs> it is not an important mississippi day for like the rest of us though is it i mean really we could debate that we could debate that well all right we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll but we don't need to because you because you know the debate right yeah i mean i guess uh you know uh, well everybody is sort of i mean let me ask you this are we wrong and by we i mean me uh, and by wrong, I mean manipulated by the media. Am I wrong to be just sort of looking ahead to Pennsylvania and just sort of viewing uh, everything between now and then as just sort of a, uh, I don't know, like an arterial? To quote Robin Williams, Rick, it's not your fault. Uh, no, it probably is my it's fault. It's not your fault. I, uh, it really, I mean, the media tells me what to care about and who to hate and who to admire and who to loathe, <laughs> and they've told me not to care until Pennsylvania, so I'm wondering if that's true. If, well, if that's... I think I, there is some truth to that, that. What matters, here's what you need to know about Mississippi. Uh, turnout is moderate. Maybe it'll pick up. It's been rainy there. That's not the greatest news for Barack Obama. He wants a big, gigantic win in Mississippi, and the reason Mississippi matters is to try and counteract the buzz that Hillary Clinton got last week in Ohio and Texas and sort of put them both on this uh, even momentum playing field going into Pennsylvania. You know, I, and I think that to some degree it, it will help do that. It will help water down uh, kind of that electric electricity around Clinton that she got last week. Uh, but Pennsylvania is, is still going to be a dogfight, especially for Obama. Clinton's really um, made a lot of inroads there. She knows a lot of people there, has a lot of very impressive uh, endorsements. And so he's, he's got a lot of work to do, but he does have time. Anything can happen. You know, Trent Lott said, you know, if you can, if you can weather uh, a political scandal, uh, the first 30 days are likely to stay in office. After 90 days, everyone forgets about it. So six weeks is a long time. In As this goes on, this, this sort of Democratic fight, the longer this goes on, good or bad for John McCain? The longer this Democratic fight goes on, good for John McCain. Uh, you don't – is there any – is there some sense that – 
with so much media focus on the Democratic fight right now that it then gives the perception that in the grand scheme of things, McCain does, is, isn't really going to matter that much? Mm, I, I do think there's, it, it's tricky. If it ends after Pennsylvania, I think it's a win for Democrats. I think that they do get this attention. I think they get their message out. I think people, who is John McCain? I, I think it will help them. But if they keep going all the way to convention, it, it, will be a pro- it could be a problem for the Democrats for sure. It will weaken them because they are coming in with a race that, let's face it, is theirs to lose, that people don't trust this current administration. They're uneasy about Republicans, or at least they're not as happy with Republicans as they were in the year 2000. So it's the Democrats to lose, but this is one way that they could weaken themselves by keeping this fight up all the way to convention. But, uh, you know, I keep it, I'm still at 30% chance on that. There's this great uh, mimeographed cartoon that went around uh, some years ago that was sort of Xeroxed and faxed from office to office and whatever. And it was, uh, the the caption of the cartoon was, it said, it said, don't ever give up. And it was like a pelican that was it had swallowed a frog. But, like, even at the last moment, like, the frog's hands were still around the pelican's throat. Like, even, even as the frog was being swallowed, it was attempting to throttle the pelican. And so that sort of reminds me, I mean, that's kind of where Hillary Clinton is at this moment, right? With this business of, well, I might consider Barack Obama as my number two. I mean, a- as she continues to mathematically just continue to get the boot put to her, uh, she really just, I mean, she is doing that perception paces reality thing where she will not bend, she won't buckle, she won't bow down at all. Um, and, and it puts Barack in this odd position, right, of having to, having to respond to this even though he feels he probably shouldn't even have to. You know, I, I think that's right. But, you know, Hillary Clinton, you can even sense in her campaign, they're trying to find their next plan of attack because the kitchen sink approach, throwing the kitchen sink at Barack Obama like they did in Ohio and Texas, that is a good short-term strategy. Now we've got five weeks until Pennsylvania, and you can't just keep throwing punches for five weeks. That's going to hurt Clinton. So now we have, we've heard a really interesting speech this morning in Harrisburg. I should have cut up this bite for you to play. The beginning of the speech, maybe I'll uh, save it for tomorrow, Hillary Clinton clearly trying to be inspirational and it it was it was so transparent what she was doing she was saying you know how great the universe is let's look at the skies let's think about how much man has accomplished it's really amazing and it it was just sort of odd (laughs) not because hillary clinton has so many strengths but you could tell she's trying to mold herself into more of an inspirational speaker and just as barack obama had some problems when he was first on the campaign trail she, it, it just didn't feel right yet for her to try to be inspirational. So she's trying to say, hey, I can be inspirational, but I'm keeping my feet on the ground. She, she really did throw the uh, Casey Kasem quote in there almost. You know, let's keep our feet on the ground. And, and that, she says, no contradiction there. The crowd liked it, but I, I'm not sure if that's, if that's going to work for her. You know, Hillary trying to be sort of touching and emotional, as we, we frequently said on this program, that it's, it is not unlike the character of Lindsay on Arrested Development trying to cry at one point, and just, there's just no moisture there at all. She's, just, <laughs> she's trying to cry, and she just she can't quite figure out how to do it. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, that's the deal with Hillary Clinton. Is she's sort of seen other people display emotion, and so she really can do no better than sort of tracing that. Uh, you know, she can, she can, she can sort of do, uh, what's the, what's the word, you know, she is, she can do no better than sort of a passable, uh, rich little of emotions. (laughs) It, 
It was definitely interesting. I, I wish I'm almost tempted to try and cut it up while we're on the phone, but I'm not it's, quite that skilled. That's, no, that's okay. Uh, real quickly before we wrap this up, because uh, of course Steve Castamom is Steve Castamom has got some things going on in his own but corner he, of the world. But are you? He, he's just gotten yeah, news is just kicking him around like he was uh, inside of a washer machine of news. Uh, the, the latest we've heard is that somebody, and we were really unclear who, but that apparently the word was given to Spitzer that he had like 36 to 48 hours to uh, to, to pack his business and to vanish uh, into the sunset. You know, I've, I just came back from, from tracking down Chuck Schumer, New York's senior senator, who, of course, has avoided the media, essentially, and there were probably three of us waiting outside the right door where we knew he'd come out, this kind of back door a little bit. And uh, sure enough, he could not get past us fast enough, and he just said, you know, I have nothing to say, nothing to say, nothing to say. Can I ask you this? Because I really don't know how the media works. I mean, I really just sit here in a room and talk about the Gilligan's Island and crap. So when that happens, when Chuck Schumer is coming out of his office and there's a huge scandal brewing, eh, is it like... Uh, like the, the movies or the TV depiction, are you really there with a the microphone, like shouting a question to him as he comes out? <laughs> it's much closer, actually. My my microphone is actually it's a very small recorder. It's about the size of an iPod, and so it, it doesn't. People probably would think it's not what it is. People don't realize, you know, the kind of that this is actually for radio. A lot of people think I'm a print reporter that I'm just keeping it for my own notes. Very small. You just hold that up as you're. You know, I'm standing right next to him, standing you know a couple of inches from him following him along with my recorder right in front of him asking him questions so it's not really shouting you're really walking across sometimes the voices get raised because they raise their voices but is but as he comes out are you are you right up there sort of in his face like like proactively saying you know the shout you know, not shouting but again proactively just peppering him with questions exactly in this case there's probably three of us right at the right there when he got out you know I mean we had probably about uh, 10 feet you know and then we, we saw him coming he sort of right. got a couple of inches behind in front of us, we caught up and we're kind of saying, hey, Senator, Senator, that kind of thing. Then a couple of the reporters jump on and you're you're all basically asking. You you allow one reporter, whoever gets in the first question, everyone else backs out because we're all asking the same thing. Right, right. I think I'm thinking about hiring some paparazzi to follow me around. <laughs> <laughs> just so I can see what it's like. I'm thinking about hiring the paparazzo just to, just to, you know, just sort of follow me everywhere I go for, I don't know, three, four, five days, just to get sort of a feel for it. <laughs> well, so. I know some journalists in D.C. that would take the money, that's for sure. Fantastic. All right. Uh, are you on tomorrow? Uh, I am, I am. But listen, real quick, have you been following this Geraldine Ferraro quote? Oh, with, about, uh, about Barack Obama. Yes. Um, if Obama was a white man, he would not be in this position. Now, did she say white man, or did she say if he was not who he is? She said both. She said the full quote is, if Obama was a white man, he would not be in this position. If he were a woman of any color position, he happens to be very lucky to be who he is. And the country is caught up in the concept. And the thing is, she's actually not just, you know, the, the, the and, only woman so far to run on a, on a presidential day. But she actually uh, she works for the Clinton campaign. Does yes, she not? That's correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if she's paid staff or paid advice. She is an advisor to the Clinton campaign. I don't know if she's paid or not. Many of these advisors just sort of have a kind of honorary status. Yeah, well, that's, I mean... Uh, but she, she's on board the Clinton. And it makes sense that they would have reached out to her, the first woman VP nominee. It makes sense they would have wanted her on board. And they are still trying to figure out what's going on. I talked to some Clinton-supporting senators just now, and they were looking at me like, you're kidding me. She, <laughs> she said, you know, like, you could tell they wanted to respond. Right. But then they realized, oh, wait, I'm on that same campaign. Sure. Uh I, duh. Well, and especially after the Clinton campaign had to blow those people out a while back for circulating that Barack is a Muslim uh, email. Right, and then so. Obama fired one oh, yeah. who said Hillary Clinton's a monster. Yeah, well, that's true, though. You know, so it's sort of, you know, 
I don't but then this hit this hit's kind of in that touchy touchiest of touchy American oh, yeah. she's calling it out. I gotta you know, if she really believes this, I'm glad you know, at least she she's saying what she thinks, but it's really a pretty shocking statement for a polit- politician to say. Uh, all right. Uh, well, uh, so we'll undoubtedly talk more about that and uh, and everything tomorrow. Done. Uh, all right. I got to run at the moment. So enjoy the rest of your day and uh, shout out a question for me. Right now? No, I mean, just in oh, general. <laughs> no, I mean, like the next time Chuck Schumer walks by, just go, you know, just okay. just kind of think of me as you're doing. Done, done. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Okay. All right, there you go. Fantastic. That's Lisa Desjardins. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't even want to talk because my microphone sounds so weird. It is. It does. Uh, it's sorry. really distracting. Well, why don't uh, you know during the break? Well, why don't we give you another one of these microphones over here? Because we okay. got like these two over here that we don't use for anything. Because uh, you know we don't have any guests in the studio today. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hello. Hey, uh, um, this is kind of related to Lisa Desjardins, but I guess kind of off topic a little bit. Yeah. I, I'm on podcast, so I don't know what you were just talking about. Well, that helps. Um, what What do you got, sir? Uh, a few months ago, um, you were having a discussion with her on the, on the phone, and, uh, and she mentioned a word that had to get bleeped. Um, and then you went on after that, given some discussion of what the policies were, regulations. What oh, she used, um, yeah, uh, she, she used the four-letter word uh, that starts with a P uh, for urination. Yes. And yes. You, can't, you can't say that. You can say, I'll put it this way, you... Uh, you can, uh, you can, you can say that you're pissed off, uh, but you can't say that you have to go, uh, do that. Right, exactly. And, and I understood your explanation of that. And then, uh, uh yesterday evening. <laughs> the, the FCC is sort of, it is, they do draw, no they do draw vague, just to, all right, thank you. I appreciate it. There you go. There's, uh, that guy. No, as, uh, as George Carlin always says, do remember that you can prick your finger. Uh, all right, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. From New York City, CNN Radio correspondent, Steve Katzenbaum. Hello, sir. Hey, guys. How's life? How are things? Oh, boy, what a difference uh, 24 hours makes. Wow. Uh, yesterday, uh, at this time, I was sort of just preparing for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, just taking it easy. Right. And and, and now look what's going on here in New York. Well, Ooh, I mean, it's... it's Ufa, really? Ufa. Is that like a Minnesota thing? Ufa. No, I think it's more of a Bensonhurst uh, Italian Brooklyn thing. Okay. Is it the, is that like a is it a nonsense word? Oh yeah, totally. Is it one of those it's one of those things that like one of those guys in like a track suit would would be saying? Okay, you know what? I don't, I have no idea. It's just one of those words that I've picked up through my years in Brooklyn, like one of those things that you always would hear somebody saying. All right. For all I know, it's a curse that they just really offended somebody. <laughs> nah, nah. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's one of those things that sounds Norwegian. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of those things that the – what is that thing that they say in the – Opa. That's what I'm thinking of right there. But that's I mean, that's Swedish, I think. Wait, Swedish aren't, and Norwegian aren't the same thing. No. Boy, this is, you can really just tell my lack of cultural knowledge here. Um, all right, so just within the last, like, 36 hours, yeah, you were all uh, getting ready. Like, your big story was going to be Justin Timberlake inducting Madonna. Right. Uh, and now it's not so much in a, uh, anybody being inducting as it is somebody being indicted, probably. Exactly. So, is, has, so has Elliot Spitzer been told by somebody that he has, like, 48 hours to pack his crap and steal away into the night? Well, the Republicans in the state legislature are saying they'll push for impeachment hearings if he doesn't resign within 48 hours. CNN has been told from uh, a legislative aide 
to the governor that uh, transition team is already meeting between uh, the governor's office and, and the lieutenant governor's office to prepare for a possible transition of power here at uh, our highest levels in the state government. So it's, uh, you know, it seems to be not a matter of if but when. And so the the latest we've heard is what there is this 47-page document uh, that is detailing a two-and-a-half-hour hookup between him and some high-class hooker. Um, but, 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 but as I understand it, so this, but they didn't even discover it because of the hookers. They discovered it because of, what, some kind of tax investigation or something? Yeah, it actually started uh, by the, got started by the IRS. They saw uh, some sort of irregularity in some uh, financial reportings from the governor, and they initially thought it might have something to do with trying to cover up a campaign contribution or trying to launder money from a campaign contribution. They got the FBI involved. They did some, uh, Forensic accounting, as they say, and uh, they traced this to a, a shell company for this high-end call girl operation. And so we're looking at this uh, this website. There were some screen captures of this site that went down, and it's weird the way that this uh, this alleged call girl ring sort of positioned themselves because they said they offered you know companions and then uh, concierge service. And then also, and then also, they, they they purported to be some kind of art dealership as well. And they'll pick up your dry cleaning and bid for something on uh, at Sotheby's. Yeah, for it you. was yeah. all very strange. So anyway, so so we saw Spitzer up there, you know, and his his wife who looked all Xanaxed up, uh, mm-hmm. standing next to him at the podium and all. So it's uh, so it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be a stressful couple of days uh, for that guy, especially because yesterday he, he was indicating that he wasn't gonna step down like he did that. He did that weird tag at the end of his press conference where he said, he, it almost sounded like a police dispatcher at the end. He goes, and I'll be back with further updates out, you know, or whatever. It, it, like he, he uh, didn't even... I'll, sp- I'll speak with you, uh, what did he say, forthwith? Yeah, he said, well, you know, I will follow up shortly, with... Shortly, something like that, yeah. Yeah, it, it sounded very sort of, uh, not clinical, but it, it sounded very sort of business-like and clipped and and as though he was just kind of making it up, you know, on the fly. Boy, and didn't his wife look like she just wanted to knock him out? Well, I mean, it, it really did. We were noting that it, and I'm not saying this is the case, it really did look as though she was just dosed with strong uh, amounts of some kind of sedative. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like her eyes, it wasn't even just that she was sort of looking down at the floor. It does seem, uh, it did seem, and for large sections, like her eyes were actually incapable of being opened. You so, know, I, I couldn't help but think that, that inside she was feeling, I can't believe... He put me in this situation. Well, and she must have been thinking, like, why am I standing here? You know, like, I I, I always wonder about those conversations where the, the guy, the politician, is standing up there, and he's, you know, and I'm glad that I've got the support of my wife and family. And I always wonder what the conversation was at the governor's mansion or wherever that then resulted in her going up and standing next to him at a podium while he talks about paying whores. Yeah, who I knows? Mean, I mean, right? really, like, what... What kind of vacation and or jewelry was she promised to stand up there in front of the cameras? I, those, that, those are always the fascinating aspects to me. Yeah, so. it's, uh, it's, it's very odd, to say the least. But, uh, Is this going to be one of those things where they roll the, I'm not even but where they roll the service for other client names? <laughs> I would imagine so. Uh, you know, what's so odd about this is he had prosecuted some some high-end call girl operations with, with clientele down on Wall Street and that sort of thing. 
So, you know, and he, and at the time he was talking about morality and ethics and, and whatnot. So that's why this game is such a shock. Uh, well, just, just so we can sort of, I know you, it's a busy day for you, so we get to this uh, really quickly. Were you at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. Because uh, I didn't know if that, was, if that was a thing they wrote before this whole governor thing happened. Uh, so the big, uh, I guess the big thing last night was Madonna, right? She was the biggest star inducted, was she not? The biggest star, yeah, but but uh, by far, I gotta I gotta tell you, the most entertaining portions of of the night were uh, John Mellencamp and then uh, the Dave Clark Five uh, tributes. You know, she it was it was Mel it was it was Justin Timberlake doing a you know 15 minute speech laced with sexual innuendos about Madonna, exactly what sure. you would expect, and then Madonna being Madonna for 20 minutes afterwards, and pretty pretty low key. You know, she was giving it back a little bit to, to Justin Timberlake and. And then uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges performed yeah. oh, really? uh, uh, Burning Up. Yeah. It, Fantastic. It was, it was pretty cool. I don't know if you're familiar with his band, but Mike Watt was, was on bass. Mike Watt and, from the Minutemen, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, uh, that's so friggin', friggin' cool, man, to see him on stage at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony playing a Madonna song. I, you know? And then I think uh, if I – unless I – and I somehow must have just blinked earlier on a miss that this was even going to happen. But did Lou Reed induct Leonard Cohen? Oh, yes. That is badass. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm not willing to really grant that Leonard Cohen fits the textbook definition of rock and roll, but you know what? It, but it, it, really, honestly, if like Madonna and Chic can be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, then Leonard Cohen can be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, was, it was really cool last night. It's too bad that in between all the uh, entertainment, I was doing reports on Governor Spitzer. Well, I mean, really, though, if you're going to talk about, you know, hookers and scandal, what better place than at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You know what I mean? Yeah. It all, yeah. It's, it's all yeah, you got a point together. there. All right, my friend. I know you got a busy day, so we'll let you go. Uh, we will talk to you in the near future, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully I'll get some sleep before then. Yeah. Ah, sleep is for lightweights. That's true. I, I can sleep when I die. All right, thank you, my friend. Okay, see you. Right, bye. Steve Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful. Excellent. All right. Leonard Cohen. Badass. Uh, I'm just so not interested in Madonna anymore. Uh, no, I mean, Madonna, you know what it is? Here's the thing. There was a time when... I mean, she's a, a very talented. She, you know, made a huge impact. She's a very talented musician, but I just don't really care. I would say that there was a time when Madonna was a thing that was uh, happening, present tense. I would say now Madonna's a thing that happened. That's how I would put it. That is a very good way to put I it. I mean, no one can ever diminish what what Madonna did. Nobody can ever take I'm anything away. Still looking back on her, you know, pictures in the '80s, she's still like the coolest chick ever. Totally, and I mean, just probably. I mean, I'm going to say this. I, I'm. Trying to make sure that I'm not overlooking somebody really obvious here. But I would say, leaving aside distinctions about whether she is a rock artist or whether she's a pop artist, and I would say that she's more, she's maybe rock in spirit, but musically certainly is a pop artist. I would say Madonna is probably the single most influential female uh, musician of, you know, God, maybe forever. I mean, I can't, I mean, really, honestly, I don't mean to sound daft like if I'm missing somebody re really obvious here. But I can't think of another female musician that has been more important or influential uh, than Madonna. I just can't. I can't think of anybody. I mean, even the big ones. I mean, Aretha Franklin, Tina Turner, Patsy Cline, uh, Dolly Parton. I, I think of Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, sure. I mean, again, do, you can't take anything can't take anything away from 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 Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, vastly important. But I would say that Madonna, probably, certainly the most influential uh, female musician of all time. I mean, I can't think of anybody else. 
Huh. All right. Uh, well, let's take a break. Come back after this. Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Uh, later on, James Roop will join us. Top five TV theme songs in the estimation of uh, Tim Riley. Uh, religious Nutcase. Watch more of your phone calls. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. I'm not passing any judgment. I drove my car today. I drove mine, too. What? I drove mine. <laughs> Owned. Why, hello. Now I sound kind of crackly. Why, hello. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Well, hello. Wait, is that my imagination? I think it's your... <laughs> Maybe it's my... <laughs> ma- Sarah, what? Can you hear me? <laughs> Sarah, can you hear me? I guess... Never mind. We'll just talk among ourselves over here. 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323 5037323
Thanks, man. Bye bye. What's that, sir? Wait, it's sounding a little. It's not. I now think mine's... it sounds good. Mine's cracking. I think our ears are just adjusting to it. It sounds okay. incrementally better. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth. He's Tim Riley. Time for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State Radio. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. The U.S. is charging China with torturing prisoners. A new report out today shows that China uses electric shocks, beatings, shackles, and other forms of abuse. It also has an account of a prisoner being strapped to a tiger bench. They're cutting into our action. Something has to be done. It forces the legs to bend and sometimes break. We haven't tried that one yet. Is that like a Y is a consonant and sometimes a vowel? Yes. So All bring right. on the tiger bench and let's break some legs. China's not, a, China's not allowed to torture prisoners. That's our goddamn job. Yeah. Just to quit, quit, quit encroaching on our business. So there. All right. They also criticize Russia. I wonder who the guy is who has to sit in a room and think of new ways to torture people. I think about that sometimes. Well, there are lots of ways to do it. I suppose we should think of a new one today, one that's never been done. You know, that's a terrible idea. Scrap that. Don't call about it now or ever. We'll save that for our HD channel. That'll be the all-torture channel. Oh, and in North Korea, they're killing babies in prisons, according to this report. Why are they imprisoning babies? Well, they are North Korea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The baby's not saluting. People are hungry. (laughs) The the babies aren't saluting when Kim walks by. Mm -hmm. That baby go in prison now! And then be killed! Um, well, in any event, I... Just back on the torture thing for just a moment. Torture. I, uh, but I was thinking about what is that thing uh, that they show in Bill and Ted, the, the, put them in the Iron Maiden. The Iron Maiden, which is like a big, uh, isn't it like a big sarcophagus thing, but it's all spiky on the inside? I mean, who thought of that? I mean, some guy, some guy had to, was sitting around really bored and said, well, what do we do to people? Say, well, we hold them down and we beat them with sticks and then we set their head on fire. And the guy said, well, that's just not fancy enough. There's got to be something with a little more panache. Uh, and and so then he came up with that. Here's another thing. Here's a torture device that people talk about all the time. I don't really know what it is. People will talk about the boot. I know what the rack is, but I know what the boot is. He goes, no, no, we're going to put that guy in the boot until he talks. Here's another thing. You know what else I don't know? I don't know what thumb screws are. That's a thing you hear reference, like, you know, like in medieval films sometimes. I just saw oh, yeah. in the commercial the other day. Yeah, guys like, I don't know. They, they totally use the thumb screws on that guy. And it's like some sort of medieval torture thing. I realize I'm now, by asking these questions, then guaranteeing we'll have torture calls. Well, then we used to hang up people up with meat hooks over a drain somewhere. No. <laughs> On Hawthorne? Yes. <laughs> or has that been closed? Glorious jackpot records. <laughs> I, uh... Well, that would be a good side business. I, I suppose. Vinyl, vinyl picture discs and torture. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talk about, like, you know, the thumbscrews. Don't know what the... Because, of course, when I think about thumbscrews... I think about a little thing that holds your hand, and then like a little, a little screw that pokes into your thumb. But that doesn't seem like it would be very good torture. Torture. I barely knew her. Anyway, here's Tim Riley. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I uh, somebody will figure it all out. Spit on Dick Cheney and find out. <laughs> a doctor Jeff has been accused of manslaughter in the deaths of three patients at an Australian hospital and has been arrested in Portland. That's His hard home. to believe. Doctor J.M. Patel was taken into custody without incident this morning. He's 57 years old. He was born in India but a U.S. citizen and has worked for years in Oregon before losing his license after a series of botched surgeries. The Australian government's been after him for a long time, and he'll appear in district court at 1.30 this afternoon for hearing on an extradition request. You know, I think if I was going to medical school, I might change my last name to death beforehand just to be, you know, just for, like, for a goof. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be fun. Just b- before you even go to medical school, like before they even know what you're going to do. And then, you know, so that I could get my degree and then be, and Dr. Death to see you now. Just, you know, 
I think that might make me a little bit of a celebrity wherever a hospital I was working at. And that's uh, a great idea. Dr. Jameson, uh, Dr. Smith, uh, Dr. Wexler, Dr. Death. And your days would either be really busy or really, really light. I mean, you might be able to go through a whole month without like, having to see an actual patient. Or you'd have a lot of old people. It's <laughs> old people. Like, My family's trying to keep me alive. Old I want Dr. Death. It's recommended by ARP. <laughs> old, just the old old people and unpopular family members. <laughs> We're sending you to see Dr. Uh, Deef, I think it is. Get in the room. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick. Hey, I got, you. I got two things. Hey, uh, caller, caller type number two, yes. Uh, the um, Spitzer's wife, they, they drag out the, the wife inevitably in, in, in all these oh, yeah. uh, cases. And it's He's a good pathetic. man. Yeah, just look, my wife's standing here wanting to kill me. But uh, And then the other thing, top five, did you have Sanford and Son on there? No. Oh. Well. <laughs> the sad disappointment. No, that was uh, Fat Boy. Not worthy. Fat, fat Boy got all in my face about not putting Sanford and Son on there. So, all right, thank yeah. you. Okay. I, I think Riley. we've just lost a listener. <laughs> Dear advertiser, with Rick Emerson's egregious omission of Sanford and Son, I may no longer patronize your products. So we'll take a little break and uh, talk about uh, Elliot Spitzer for a minute. Psychologist <laughs> Anne Reese Testa. Who hates men. The bully in your relationship. You know where this is going. Oh, yeah, totally. Explains a man's infidelity as a learned behavior. You don't slide down the birth canal with this outward behavior. Oh, You're not born that way. Really? Somewhere in there, in your background, you've been possibly told that you need to be perfect, that parents might do to a child, and so you go out and you do that. A man, no, a no, man is no, a beast. No, 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 no. Let's back up. All right. Let's slide down the bird. First of all, I don't think it's a slide. I think it's more of a shove mm -hmm. uh, and sort of an ow, 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 get well, it out well, of me. Anyone with a uh, hyphenated last name is going to be in trouble. Well, you know that. I'm just going to say hyphenated last name. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, know, you know where she's coming from, mm -hmm. Tim. Um, a lot of those. <laughs> I think that's a woman who needs to do a little less time thinking, a little more mm -hmm. time cleaning. Uh, so... You don't slide out of the birth canal. There's no need to repeat that. With that behavior. But then, did she actually, at the end of the soundbite, go on to say that the, the whatever, the, the man's catting around is based upon childhood pressure to be perfect? I can play it again. I know how I can be perfect. Where the don't whore? slide down the birth canal oh. with this outward behavior. You're not born that way. Somewhere in there, in your background, you've been possibly told that you need to be perfect, that parents might do to a child, and so you go out and you do that. I bet she's got short Diane Keaton-style hair, too. You know it's true. Mm hmm well, whatever. She deserves to have her paperwork smuggled out in the newspaper and thrown in the trash. <laughs> you just know she's on the board somewhere, like she's, you know, in Southern California, like at Berkeley or something. Uh -huh. You know that she, and you know that she teaches some class about 9/11 conspiracies too. All right, whatever. And now more about those beasts we call men. They're all savages. People like that have to be stopped and have to change the game so that they can save themselves, but most of all, save their family, save their friends, and their constituency in this case. Go home and pet your cat. I was just... <laughs> the difference between an affair and, like, frequenting a brothel every single Seriously, night. Seriously, and I was actually going to go... Well, I was going to go home and walk your dogs, but um, probably either works. Um... Yeah, and seriously, and I think that there's a difference between, well, whatever. Whores are whores. I think they're, of course, of course. <laughs> I kill me. Sarah just looks so sad today. 
You kind of look like Max when he's in a kennel. I can't move my neck, and I can't talk, because when I talk, I get distracted by the fact I can't hear myself, and then I lose my train of thought, and then I can tell that it's distracting you guys. It's not distracting us. No, we're ignoring it. We're treating you like a normal human being, Sarah. I know that's how you want to be treated. Your normal, your various infirmities will not be acknowledged by us today. These are our tools, and when your tools aren't working, it sucks. Yes, it does, Sarah. Uh, we Everyone know you, needs the tools of their trade. And we know you want to be treated like everybody else. You don't want anybody to call attention to the fact that you're special today. Thank you, evil men. That your, ne- your neck doesn't work and your microphone <laughs> makes it sound like you're in a cereal box. <laughs> That's just horrific. We slid down the birth canal. Jesus. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, do we have more from this delightful woman? No, that's all we have in her for now. All right. We can bring her back later, though. Okay. She'll talk more later when she's spoken to. All right. Uh, Meanwhile, another evil man is accused of touching himself for self-gratification in front of women at the Target store in Clackamas County. The unsuspecting woman was shopping with her daughter when the crime occurred in the aisle of the Sunnyside Road Target store in Clackamas. Ooh, I don't even... I'm not going to mention the next next sentence. We'll get in trouble. Wait, you can, can just I, imagine can what a man next, would do. Can I see the next well, sentence? Well, let me uh, put the bracket around the <laughs> sentence here. Around the offending sentence? Mm-hmm. Now, this is... The interesting thing is... This, this is happening in Clackamas. In the, oh, wow! See, I shouldn't really... I did not predict... Hold on a second. Okay. I, let me just read this I'm for not, a second. I did not predict that that would be the sentence. Do you suppose they said that phrase... Um, on, on television? Yeah. I mean, this is... For, it, this... It, all, it all depends if they have a Rod Burgundy type of anchor, I suppose. Go F yourself, Portland. <laughs> this man exposes himself... Okay, now, can I just tell you, you can this? paraphrase it if you wish. Okay, I'm going to paraphrase, and I'm going to do it's, a... It's uh... out of my hands now. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, it was all over his... Uh... What? <laughs> I was going to say it was nothing. I would have just made it worse. I, I did a little self-editing. <laughs> Not enough, I think. <laughs> All right. Anywho, uh, so so Clackamas County deputies are seeking a man accused of touching himself for self-gratification in front of a woman and her child at a Target store. He was more than pleased to be at Target. In Clackamas? More than pleased. Yes. In Clackamas. Mm-hmm. That's where all the hot women go to Target. Oh, I've been to that Target. Of course. Uh, the double-decker ones. Well, wow. That's why he can this, hardly contain himself. The, the, <laughs> are you doing this intentionally? I am not. I gave the story to you. It's your problem now. I'm ready for the next one. I don't... Okay. This is a news story. All right, let's hear it. This is a news story. Uh, that we are discussing here in the news hour uh, of this program on KCMD AM Portland. Serving in the public interest because this man is still out there. A news talk radio station. He could be doing this to somebody to ruin their lunch hour That's true. They haven't found him yet. They haven't apprehended him. A news talk radio station operating in the public interest, convenience, and necessity. He might be in a roadside diner repeating this scene. This was given to me by Tim Riley, news director. Right, because I didn't want it anymore. And AM because it made him feel dirty. And AM nine seventy, uh, again a news talk radio station. Mm. Um, so the the man was apparently uh, touching himself in a vile and disgusting way at Target. I'm going to skip this phrase, and I really do wonder if this next phrase was said on the air. I really do wonder if they said it. It's bracketed. It is not. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to read that phrase. 
I wonder if they said it on the news. I'll put the story in my blog. I don't watch the news, so I don't know. Okay, but here's the next paragraph. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, we are saying this because it's a news story and because we are seeking, the, the authorities are still seeking this man. He could be victimizing other women. So it's important to know his pattern of behavior. On this, a news talk radio station. The victim, who did not want to be identified, said she felt something <gasps> hit the back of her pants. Oh, no, 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 Bam. no, no, no. And by the way, there's an unintended pun, I believe, in the headline. Police say, man exposed himself at Target. <laughs> you don't slide down the birth canal with this outward behavior. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the woman said, I want him caught. You just kind of feel like a garbage can after that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, there you go. I, uh, we should move on. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, something else. Here's Tim Riley. A monkey who bit three people is dead. Wait, is this a monkey watch? It is. All right, here's your monkey watch for Tuesday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. <laughs> Is Tim Riley with your monkey watch? A monkey is dead. The Spokane Regional Health Department says a monkey who bit three people after escaping from his owner's home had to be destroyed. The spokeswoman said the monkey's head is being shipped to the Washington County Public Health Laboratory in Shoreline to be tested for rabies. Results are expected in two days. The monkey named Chico has been held at the Spokane Animal Care Shelter since biting people last month. Shelter officials told health authorities Monday that they would euthanize the monkey. Why Why are they euthanizing the poor it monkey? It is the only way to test for rabies. You must kill something to find out if it has it. See, uh, why is that true? Well, there's not enough monkey research going on. But, I mean, I always wonder about that when they say that if you can't, like, you know, that if a dog or a, a bat or something, by the other, they got to find it and they got to cut off the head. Why is that? Where is it that they're looking inside the head, apparently? Is that true? I don't know. I think people are eating lunch. I don't want to think about a monkey's head. I, uh, the, the monkey's head will be filled with spinach dip. Uh, oh. the, uh, I just wonder about, like, where is rabies that you got to look in their head to find it? I mean, I suppose it's somewhere in the monkey's head. But, I mean, wouldn't it be elsewhere in the monkey's? Well, they're scientists, and I'm not, so. I guess. All right. So uh, it is important to act quickly because rabies vaccinations must start within two weeks of being bitten by monkeys. Oh, by the way, apparently KXL uh, this morning used that phrase that I avoided. Can I please to be seeing that K story? KXXXL. What? Sure. Can I see the story? I didn't see yeah, the Yeah, the, look at that bracketed phrase. Oh, that's the end of the monkey watching. It just describes... <gasps> No. Let's close oh, yes. out the monkey watch, but by the we're way. We're talking about Clackamas County here. Where life is cheap, Sarah. Why should anyone be surprised? I'm certainly not. So apparently that phrase that we would not use on the air... And Sarah will tell you this, that I'm very, very prudish about these things. You know, a lot of phrases that we could use on the air, I don't. Uh, we actually run a much cleaner uh, station and show than I think many people believe we do. Mm -hmm. I think there's sort it's of an, very hygienic. I, it, I think there's an image of this radio station or this type of radio, and we're actually much cleaner uh, than most radio stations. I can't believe that KXL said that phrase on the air, even though it's a news story and it's clinically uh, accurate. I mean, children are listening <laughs> in the morning. Mm -hmm. What about the children, KXL? So. Oh. That's what I'm saying. 
So stay away, stay stay away from that guy if you see him. That sentence is not you repeating. No, I no. mean, you know, I think they could have summarized it by just saying she felt something hit the back of her pants. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, apparently on TV last night, they don't specify where. On TV last night, they said that he quote, uh, blah 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 bodily fluid. And for, he, this guy says, and from the revulsion of the female newsreader, you could tell it was not uh, snot or pee. He says, perhaps you can put it that way in the radio. Now I just want to hear her reading it. I want to hear the female newscaster and her revulsion. Ugh. Jesus. God, people are horrific in every way. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey, sir. Hi, Tim. I'm just Hello. angry. Did the monkey uh, kill someone? No, the monkey bit people. Well, were they taunting the monkey? Were they asking they for it? Have been teasing the monkey. Seriously, I'm, sure. I'm teasing the monkey. Seriously, if you... Uh, I mean, you screw with nature, it screws you right back. Uh, so the monkey had to die because of uh, the indecency of man. Yeah, I was, ju- I was just going to say because of if man's they, various if sins. If they didn't touch the monkey, it would be okay. <laughs> uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Uh, and what a nice testament to this wonderful show that a that first target story was so bad that the uplifting story was a monkey that had to be killed and his head whacked off. Yeah. Well done. Um, hey, uh, you're. I, I don't want to talk about torture and new, new ways, but if anybody ever is traveling uh, in Amsterdam, they have a torture museum. That's, really? Oh yeah. Oh wait, where did they see a I torture the museum? museum? I've been to the sex museum too. Yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have both there, and you know. Who you are you? Hmm? Well, not you, sir. Your coworker. <laughs> well, my friends went and saw the banana show, and then I did. What? I'm not going to even elaborate. You know what I'm saying? Okay, hold on, just a second. All right, finish up, sir. Um, just you know, that, that was basically it. It just um, what I what I noticed while walking through there is a lot of it. Um, we'll just simply say cleanly involves men and just things jabbing into them that are not always going to kill them slowly, and it's usually in the pants area. <laughs> the pants area. Uh, All right. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Okay, let's back up. So in Amsterdam, there's a sex museum, and you guys both went, not yeah, together. Not but together, it, separately. But that's, uh, now, okay. Um, well, it's right there. How, you can't Do you have to pay extra for it? No, you don't. No. It's not like a live sex show. It's no, 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 I know, but it is. But, is it, sex. but you have to pay it's to a, go through it? Yeah. Not very much, though. It, it's no, it's cheap. So, well, sex there is cheap, regardless. They have some of, like, John Lennon's um, pictures, like. Like lithographs of yes. his junk. Yeah. No, no, no. Some of the um, like sexual pictures he had drawn when with um, Yoko. Yoko. Interesting. And do you remember that weird section they had to him with the cartoon sex mm-hmm. area? And you sit in these little toadstools, and they have like cartoons throughout the ages that have like real full-on effing. Yeah. Weird. All right, that's very bizarre. All right. Uh, this this really is the distinction on this program. So you guys have gone to the sex museum at Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. When that guy was talking about the torture museum, I remember going through the Museum of Death which was in San Diego, which I think now has moved to Los Angeles. Um, well, I mean, it's on every street in Los Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles is Get one. up outside your car and try to go to the ATM machine. You are. It's a fully, you become an exhibit. It's a fully immersive museum, Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of Museum of Death, my dentist is on 82nd. So. Oh, mine was too. Really? Oh, I wonder if you're getting the same one. Where I was lying back getting my teeth clean, and there was water dripping out of the uh, out of the light out of fixture, the light fixture uh, into my eye. Did the did the person who ran your dentist's office in Eddie Second speak with any kind of accent? Half the people did. Well, they're all beginners straight out of dental school, and that's why the rates are so low. It sounded like English was at least a third language to the yeah, person the who booked part. my. Wow, that's great! I can't wait. Hooray! Uh, uh, I think it's the same one. 
Well, that lets you enjoy the cold cinder block walls. <laughs> Where like Frau Bluka comes out, it's like my dentist has a riding crop and you keep your eyes. Just keep your eyes closed. You'll be fine. <sighs> All right. Uh, here's Tim Riley. Uh, so Spokane police say a man picked the wrong way to celebrate his 43rd birthday. Dwayne D. Butler is accused of committing two robberies in less than a half an hour. The man demanded money and then said he had a gun at a raid aid, only to uh, run away when the manager intervened. Using the same approach, the man gave an undisclosed amount of money and checks uh, at a shop co 25 minutes later. Soon afterwards, police received a report of money and checks in the street, and Butler was stopped in a vehicle and arrested based on descriptions. Most of the money and checks uh, taken from Shotko were recovered, and he remains in jail for investigation of armed robbery and assault. So happy birthday. Hey, uh, Richie, can you do me a favor? Are you, uh, is, is my call screener hooked up here? Could you type something on the screen for me just, uh, just so I can see if, if our com- two computers are connected? Because I'm wondering, because I, well, here's the thing, before I plunge headlong into taking, um, and if you're typing any of the screen right now, I'm not seeing it. Before I plunge headlong into taking one of these calls, I just, I would like to avoid, like, taking four, like, thumbscrew calls in a row or something. Uh, Richie, would you, uh, are you typing something on the screen? Oh, yes. I'm not seeing anything here. Uh, let's both log out, Alright, uh, how many of these calls are torture calls? Probably all of them. None. None? None? What's wrong with this audience? Oh, the so, one's about, about something. something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other is about the creepy crutching the clown. Who thought that? Okay. Do I dare? I suppose. Might as well. Going to hit the random button. Hi, random caller. You're on the Rick Emerson show. Hey, Rick. I can tell you what uh, thumb screws in the boot are. See? Okay. What did I just say? Are any of these about thumb screws? No. <laughs> All right. What? What are? What's the boot? <laughs> The boot now, hold on. Is, is this going to be horrifying? Uh, it's a torture device. I guess detail you want. Let's not. Let's say. Let's say almost no detail. Okay. Obliquely, the boot and thumb screws are both variations on compression. It's like a so basically a, putting part of you into a vice, then which is it. gradually tightened. That's no yeah, good. Yeah. The uh, boot, instead of just being from two directions, it would be from, you know, three or more. So it's a That's full. Unpleasant. It's a full-on. All right. Thing. And by the way, bonus points for uh, for use of the word obliquely, sir. Right. Oh, and uh, one thing: um, this woman who's uh, defending uh, Spitzer, uh, saying that he uh, must have had some experience that yeah. uh, caused all this. Is she implying that he was locked in some sort of shipping container for three days with whores or something? Perhaps as a youth. Maybe. What? What? Okay. Bye. All right. What? All right. I was going to try to give that guy a chance at Into the Wild on DVD, and then I forgot. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. What's up? Hey, Fox 12 ran that story last night on the Target guy. And did they, uh, the Target yes, guy? they did. Did they use the E word? Yes, they did. Really? Yeah, that's what I was telling you. Richie, just go to the Fox site and see if you can't just download that and play theirs. Yeah. That way it's not your fault. Well, no, it, I mean, it, look, here's the thing. It's, it's not as though... Uh, it's illegal to use that phrase. It's certainly not. Uh, it is a clinical discussion and a news story. It's just, it's just not. You know, there, there's certain things we don't say. Let me just say this, uh, because that guy called earlier about about what you can say, what you can't, and it, it, the rules are sort of vague. But there's stuff that we don't say, just because we find them sort of, we find certain terms just to be sort of gross and off-putting. And Correct. so there's some things we don't say on the air just because. Booger. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, same reason we don't do a lot of like farting sound effects, because you know. <laughs> 
Because we're just not that show. I no, mean, really. <laughs> they were cutting off. They were no, no, no. They were uh, they were cutting off the monkey's head. Uh, right. That uh, I just heard monkey and head. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Thank hey, you. Uh, yes. Hey, was Sarah, was Sarah's Vegas trip? Yeah. Yeah, I booked one just the other day, staying at Fitzgerald's. I'm there for four days, and my plane ticket and staying in a rental car is four hundred bucks. Yeah, Fitzgerald's is great. Uh, Fitzgerald's is a uh, is not a bad place at all. Yeah, Sarah, oh. looking looking old Vegas. Well, no, she's going to stay on the Strip though, because her friends are going to want to hang out on the Strip. Strip. All right. Bye. There you go. That guy. All right. All right. Do we, should we break here? Yes. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be back after this. Uh, coming up before the end of the hour, we'll attempt to uh, give away a copy of Into the Wild on DVD. Uh, later on, Jim Roop will join us. Tim Riley's top five TV theme songs of all time. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Don't go anywhere. Hit parade. I'm really glad that we single-handedly are keeping Blood Rock alive. You know I what love I mean? that song. Yes. All right. Uh, hey, your microphone's back. I know it sounds normal. Hey, there it you go. Sounds fantastic. Oh, Wonderful. thank God. Uh, that's that one's going out from Scott to Erica right here on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. With all his love. Creepy. All right. Safe flight, Erica. Uh, in room for one more. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. How are you? Hello. Hi, hi. Sarah. Hi, Tim. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, listen, I had a little idea for a torture thing. I know it's probably <laughs> not a, you know, the subject you want to talk about right now. But and yet? what if you did the guy's eyeballs like live, like laser style, you know, and then loop wait, hold on. Let's, wait, hold on. Let's let's just back up for a second. Is this an idea you've had for a long time and you've just been waiting for an outlet or did you just think of this like on the fly? No, no, I just, when you started talking about it, I just thought, well, you know, what does every guy hate? Hates chick flicks. 
So, you know, you pry his eyes open and you put so on like leashes a, and loop it. Like a clockwork orange kind of torture. Yeah. All right. Good good looking out, Terry. There you go. That's Terry. I don't like this bit. No. We're going to move on from that. Thank you so much. Uh, do Maybe one more here. be a good idea for a future listener party. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Hey, Rick. It's Andy. Hi, Andy. Hey, um, I, I really appreciate the recap, but uh, it kind of kind of screwed me this morning with my uh, with my in-laws. My wife and I are just freshly married, and her parents, of course, don't like me. And uh, I <laughs> went to the airport, and uh, they're from well, they're from Ogden, so that's oh, like Ogden, you Utah. It explains yeah. so much. So, you know, here's, uh, here's just a little tip: uh, parents who live in Utah will never like you ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's that's for sure. After this morning, and the reason for that is. Uh, uh, we invited them out to our new home to show that I can provide for their daughter and all that. And I showered and whatever and went to pick them up from the airport to try to impress them. You and, really uh, went all out. No, I did. I even put on some cologne. Uh -huh. uh, the one thing I forgot to do is to change my radio station from AM 970 because it's always set there. And uh, they got in the car my wife is with, and we turn on, and it's the recap. And with almost comedic timing, it's just Sarah saying, I want to see whore faces. <laughs> and, uh, and so... Uh, I run for to uh, change the station, but I look in the rearview mirror and they're just looking at me disapprovingly. And that's fantastic. They, they get home and uh, she's arguing with them, and I've told my wife, I'm like, your parents will never like me. Let's uh, let's just quit trying, okay? You poisoned the well early on. Indeed. All right, excellent. Oh, I got this other great thing with Sarah and whores. Uh, I'll I'll find it and I'll play it here in a while. Thanks uh, for that, Rick. Appreciate it. It's what I do. I'm you know we're we're always trying to help strengthen uh you know a, a man's uh, matrimonial bonds, sir. It's, oh. uh, Hopefully I'll never have to go to Utah now. I'm hoping that maybe I've like made it so I'll never actually have to travel there. We like to. We try to help, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. There you go. The Rick Emerson Show. Wrecking relationships since 19... All right, here's Tim Riley. So anyway, I got my recent Comcast bill, and it says here, effective March 2008, standard cable service will no longer be sold. Current... Is Comcast an advertiser? I'm looking. Does Comcast advertise with us, Tim Riley? I don't believe so. Because if they well, if they I'm do, they, some they, um, they are fine advertisers. They're one of our many yes. fine. They're Comcastic, Tim. So anyway, I was just saying. You're reading facts. I am reading facts. That standard cable service will no longer be sold. Current standard only customers may continue to subscribe to the new monthly rates. So now, you have to uh, apparently you start with digital digital cable, and if you go with digital classic, they give you more channels. What is digital classic? That seems like an oxymoron. It is, it is the lowest grade of digital. So is that so? Digital classic is like is that like the iPod classic, where it yeah. only holds like one gig or mm -hmm. something? All right, okay. Exactly. So anyway, that starts. I'm trying to figure out where these where these uh, rates start, but apparently the standard cable service is no longer being sold. So I'm I'm wondering if this is Comcast everywhere. Wait, so does that mean that regular, plain old cable, as they say? Is going to be gotten rid of like across Portland? Yes. So wait, it'll no longer be sold. Okay. So I really am. Oh God, this is going to be another one of those conversations. Look, I'm a bad geek in some ways because as much as I do understand, let me put it this way: I follow uh, technological, the culture of technology and the culture of computers and stuff. But when it comes to actually understanding how technology sometimes works, mm -hmm. I, I, I am not always like the sharpest tool in the shed. So. What is what is the difference between regular plain old cable and digital cable? And I know that one is transmitted digitally and one is analog. But I mean, for me as an end user, what is yeah. the difference? Do you know? I don't know. We'd have to ask Matt. 
or uh, engineer or Bruce. Oh, uh, but I mean, if I'm just some guy sitting at home, in other words, if I had like regular cable at home mm-hmm. and then I had digital cable at home, if if you did like a Folgers Crystals thing and like swapped them when I wasn't looking, would I notice the difference? Is that a thing that I would even, like, is that a difference I would observe? I believe there are different channels available for that. Are there more channel, uh, channels? Are there more <laughs> channels on digital cable? Yes. Is this like there? Is this like? Is this like Comcast HD radio? It's like secret channels. Be secret channels hidden on the dial, like you know, like Kinks, the inevitable like all loot format or whatever. So. Oh, is that true? No, not an all loot format. I don't know. I I I think that they're gonna be like an all acoustic thing or something. I suppose I so. It doesn't directly affect me, so I don't care. I uh, if it's not about me and my life, I don't pay attention. But it it, it is very sort of. You know, it's it's it, it is sort of confusing these well, days. Well, I'm wondering if if this is because they are dropping the analog TV channels and making everybody go digital, and if they're doing this ahead of time, maybe. I guess. So are the rates the same? No. Oh. Well, you're again, you're just relaying facts. I am relaying facts. These are facts because Comcast is a proud sponsor and advertiser. There is a dollar difference. Between digital classic and digital preferred, because they have moved some of the channels. So the dollar, there's a the one dollar difference. Yes, that's is, what I was told today. Wait, is is but the, on both of them is MSNBC up at like channel 795B or Probably. something? All right, it's impossible to find. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is, uh, th- we actually I think we use satellite or something here at the station, and on the satellite MSNBC is where it ought to be, which is right next to all the other news channels. Yeah, they're all still in a cluster, like Fox, CNN, C-SPAN, MSNBC, CNBC, uh, all all in one place. Oh, here's somebody that can help us understand this. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. I used to be a cable guy, so yeah. uh, basically the difference between analog and digital, uh, digital they upgraded to not only to give you a little bit better picture and sound, but also to be able to track who has what channels and whatnot, because... The analog signal just goes straight out from the cable company to your TV, but on the digital, it also sends a signal back to them. But I mean, that, w- so I, what do they care? Well, like, why uh, does why does why does that make life like why is that better? Well, it's better because you get better picture quality and better sound quality. But I think the main reason they're changing it now is because that's like a baby step on getting everybody ready for the HD conversion. Now, is it? Uh, would you say on the average television? Average cathode ray television. Uh, that uh, the difference between regular and digital cable is noticeable. No, not really. But you're saying if you have an HD TV, though, it certainly is. Uh, yes. Okay, so if I have an HD TV and somebody were to switch my digital cable to analog cable, I'd notice the difference. Yes, you would. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And I actually don't have an HGTV, but that is kind of on the list of crap that I feel like I need to own because I'm an American. So, all right. Thank you. All right. No problem. Uh, as an American, I feel like my television is too small for my needs. So my other question is, can you see a foreseeable difference between cable and satellite TV? Well, I, I will tell you this. Uh, yes. Well, I'll say this. I'm, again, we're just going to relay facts here. Yes. We had cable at my home. Uh, then we moved to satellite, mm-hmm. and then we moved back to cable. Again, I'm simply saying... Those are the facts as they exist in the Emerson household. We had cable, tried satellite, now back to cable. Also, I will say this. Does Vish make more of a mess setting up than cable does? Are there wires? When I, I, when I look at 
satellite TV, I see more wires hanging up. I will say house. this, that after the, the dish was installed at our house, I will say that, A, there were wires everywhere, yeah. at least three new holes punched in a wall that didn't need to be, like the you know, the holes that didn't want. need to be there, mm-hmm. and there was a smelly guy in a fishing cap who spent about six hours at my house, and the whole place had like a funk when he left. Oh. Um, all right. I will say this, Comcast does have those fantastic slow skis commercials, though. I, uh, I do love that. And they have a lot of Bob Brooks commercials, too. Is this my movie? Solo Flex. Or what is that other thing he does? There's a new one he does now. Well, he's on, like, every break. Dream Life Power Sports. I'm Bob Brooks. Every time I utter a syllable, it's $500. Uh, As it should be. He's the best. He's a guy we worked with at Intercom. Mm-hmm. I think he's still there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that'd be crazy to get rid yeah, of Yeah, I think he's a, he was a, he's a voice guy that worked in the Intercom building. But his voice is all over... Uh, not just Portland, but national TV and radio. Mm-hmm. And he's just one of those golden-throated guys that, I mean, you know, Bob, I need you to read one sentence for a commercial. That would be $6,000 per per airing with residual. Uh, I link, I believe this is my wife, the uh, lovely Lara. Hello there. And Oh, oh I'm sorry. Do we have her? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't uh, I didn't see it. Just, uh, hello. Hi, honey. Hey, guys. Hi, how are you doing? Hello. Are you uh, here to talk about Comcast, one of our fine sponsors? I am. I have exciting news. Now, when you say exciting, this is respectful news to Comcast, one of our valued advertisers. It it can be. Well, all right. Let's. Yeah, let's it, it is. Let's think I will this frame through. it. I will frame it responsibly. Because because of course we value their continued sponsorship yes. of the yes. Yes. Of personal opinions. Comcast. No, no. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That was hilarious, honey. <laughs> that was funny. You know I love you, but uh, no. We're no. not gonna we're not gonna frame anything that way. Uh, it, it's exciting cable news. I know it's exciting. It's exciting for you. May, may I find out at some later yes. place? You know what? We'll uh, we'll be excited later when we discuss it privately. Uh, okay. Well. Uh, anyway, I'm at IKEA, so it's, I'm gonna. It's, it's, <laughs> of course you are. All right. Ending. Yeah. Uh, all okay. Right. Love, Love you. you. All right. Bye. bye. Yeah. I guess it's information we're not ready to release to the general uh, You know, Tim. Uh, it's information that people aren't ready for. Your feeble earth minds. The information my wife had, it's like Scientology, like uh, level nine or whatever. Like you're not ready for it. Your brain, your feeble earth mind can't, can't comprehend that. Well, I'll be kept in suspense. Can I say this? Can yes. I say this? Yes. And I mean this. I do not mean this in an any Haskell kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I love? Comcast internet love? service. Comcast internet service. It is the fastest. Matt, I will the engineer say. was just saying that that was the Dude, fastest. It's the yeah. gold standard. It is. Uh, and I know that there's some people in the um, in the the, the BitTorrent community who've who've had some issues. But I say uh, I, I do believe. For me, I'm saying just for me. This is my own personal opinion. Has nothing to do with them being an advertiser. Really, I have Comcast internet access. I would never go back. I wouldn't change. I mean, every every often they try to float some other, you know, try DSL, try satellite internet, try whatever. I can tell you, the Comcast cable internet is that's like the best money uh, I've ever spent. Maybe not. I mean, it's up there with the TiVo. That's yeah. up there with the TiVo. It's up there with uh, my MP3 player. It's up there with my GPS. Technologically speaking, that Comcast uh, internet access is like the best thing I've ever bought. So yeah, I wouldn't change that if you put a gun to my head. Um, Let's do uh, one more here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Uh, Rick. Hey, I was wondering what freshly married meant for uh, one. Meant they, and they you know what? Comcast is going to have to pay you a ton of money for all the free sponsorship they're getting today. I'm just, uh, I'm saying, uh, you know what? Uh, I would not, I would Sarah's giving me the, let's what move forward. Comcast doesn't need any more money. Let's move I'm forward. I'm just saying, uh, for, I would not say this if it were not true. I am exceedingly happy uh, with the Internet service they provide to me. All right. Thank oh. you. 
<laughs> he sounds all skeptical. Uh, no, sir. I don't like it. No, sir. Uh, all right. Can I just make a brief side note? Sure. So Sarah's dog Muppet is joining us in studio. Can I say that Muppet is exceptionally cute today? He really is. He really he? is. Uh, I never bring my dog here. Not that I'm embarrassed of my dog, but I'm embarrassed of my dog. And that uh, he would behave badly. And I know that he'd chew something and then poop somewhere. And I just, I'm not going to have that happen. Better to have him sort of viewed only through photographs where people can continue thinking he's perfect. Uh, Muppet looks I felt guilty because I, I didn't ride my bike today since I couldn't see. So <laughs> I'm driving I mean, and I'm like, if I'm driving my car, I can bring my dog to work, especially since he has this type. Right? It is bring your dog to work day. Here's Tim Riley. Well, so let's talk uh, once again about uh, New York Governor Elliot Spitzer. We take it he's still in office at this moment, but his time is running out. It ain't over. Uh, what does Hillary Clinton think about this whole thing anyway? Let's wait and see what uh, uh, comes out over the next uh, days. But right now, I don't have any comments. Boy, I never thought about that. That puts her in a uniquely interesting position because, A, did he not endorse her? Yes. I think, I think Elliot Spitzer endorsed her. And then it's tricky for Hillary Clinton to come out and go, that philandering man needs to be put down. Hillary Clinton can't really come out and do that. It's not really possible for her to condemn Elliot Spitzer for his extramarital uh, whatevers, even though he was paying whores. I, uh... All right, let's do a quick, you know... So which do, which do we think uh, was, was, was worse, uh, Bill and Monica or this guy and whores? Sarah, go. Bill and Monica. Tim? Bill and Monica. See... I, uh, because there's at least, you know, all the angry women in, in the world have one specific woman to pin it on. That's or true. They're just anonymous whores. <laughs> they're just anonymous whores. I hope that guy's in-laws are listening again today. All right. So it's going to be difficult for Hillary to, uh, to, to really, you know, she doesn't want to defend a guy who's doing that. But on the other hand, she can't really, like, call for him just to be put on the rack. Because, I mean, it, it's, it bears uncomfortable similarities to perhaps her own husband. Jesus. what a, That's a weird situation. All right. Uh, so moving along, uh, David Letterman isn't uh, wasting any time on commenting on this fiasco. Here's what happened. It was one of those uh, sting deals, and they caught uh, Spitzer, Governor Spitzer, uh, with a wire recording him uh, soliciting a prostitute. And I'm thinking, holy cow, we can't get Bin Laden, but by God, we got Spitzer. We, we got Spitzer. The hilarity continues. I've been thinking about something. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's too soon to be hitting on Mrs. Elliot Spitzer? <laughs> He announces number three on the top ten Elliot Spitzer excuses. Whether it's a hooker or your wife, you're always paying for it. You married fellows know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. This unidentified guest at the distinguished Renaissance Mayflower Hotel weighs in on the issue. I can't believe he did something like that. He's like Mr. Goody Tissues. He's a politician. I cannot, I cannot believe that a politician would do that. Uh, all right. Um, let's take some of these. Uh, hello, hi. You're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hey, Rick. This is Dave. Hi. Just as a side note, I'm not sure what you're calling it, but Richie, uh, we're going to move on from the the discussion of Comcasticity today. Uh, Really for no other reason than uh, I think we've answered the technical side of it. If we keep talking about Comcast, I'm going to have to post-bill them for this entire discussion, and that's just going to be a lot of work. Uh, So we'll take this call. What what are you calling about, sir? Well, the other side of the Comcastic. (laughs) I am an employee of the other guys. The, the other the guys. Big, is that big, like is that like the cereal that's in like a gray box with an X on the front of it? Let's see what happens when you eat the other guys' cereal. We're brand X, yeah. So if Tim would like to talk off air about, sir, sir, we're gonna we, at this point we're gonna move on. There's so much Britney Spears. Seriously, so I no really honestly, yeah. and this is just gonna this is just gonna take us down a whole lot of like you said, they said, he said, and then I'm gonna have to go shoot myself. And just imparting though about your your TV list. 
worst list ever. So can I, okay, can I just tell you that that is a thing. Here's just in the space between when you, uh, when I picked up your call and now, which is like 25 seconds, I got this email. Hey, your list of TV shows sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Nothing has ever sucked worse. It sucks. So the... you excluded Mash. So I mean, if you exclude Mash, you're out of the ballpark. All right. Thank you, sir. We'll we'll do Tim's later on today. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Your little suicide is painless. You know, have you ever heard the Manic Street Preachers version of that? It's not bad at all. It's very good. Here's Tim Riley. A Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was held last night, and it was the worst television program ever. Excellent. <laughs> where was it, on where was it aired? Was it uh, VH1 Classic? Classic? Of course. And, and it was a step above like public access TV. You know what I watched last night at the same time was while that? you were wasting uh, minutes of your life that you'll never get back. I was actually watching Sundance, and they were doing a documentary about the Traveling Wilburys, oh. uh, which was pretty great. Kind of one of those. For, it's an amazing that they are a forgotten band because I mean, you think about it, and I will get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in a second. But I, it's amazing. Sarah, do you know who the Traveling Wilburys are? Um, is that that super group? Okay, so you at least know. I mean, it's stunning. It's Bob Dylan, George David Harrison. Bowie, right? Uh, no. Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know. Okay. But the Traveling Wilburys were Bob Dylan, David Bowie, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, and Jeff Lynne from Electric well, Light Orchestra. I said David Bowie. Yeah, not David Bowie. But you just said David Bob Bowie. Bob Dylan. Tom Petty. Bob Dylan. Roy Orbison. Jeff Lynne. George Harrison. Not David Bowie. No, and I'm just saying that when you repeated it, you substituted David Bowie for Tom Petty. Did I say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what group are you thinking of? You know what? I um, I probably was I I think I was just thinking of something completely different. Anyway, but it's amazing. I mean, it, it's stunning that that group is really not remembered more than they are. Uh, their records are actually out of print at this point, which is, I mean, the idea that you would have like even just like three of them, even like Bob Dylan, George Harrison, and Tom Petty in one band is just, I mean, it's staggering. There was a whole documentary about them. But you watched. How many how many minutes of your life will you not get back from last night? Well, I fast-forwarded through most of it because there were people standing up there, and there was no reaction from the audience whatsoever. It's a bunch of embalmed corpses in the crowd. I, I mean, they might as well have held it like at a Chuck E. Cheese or something. Among the uh, new class of uh, acceptance is pop icon Madonna, who used her acceptance speech to reflect on those who told her she would never make it. Even the naysayers... The ones who said that I was talentless, that I was chubby, Her voice is that back. I couldn't sing, that I was a one-hit wonder, they helped me, too. Wait, her voice is back to normal. What's that about? Does I she don't know. switch it on and off at will? Probably. That's weird. All right. Did she look good? She looked terrific. Really? I, uh, no, I mean, the, the, really, that's the... It, and I never... Th when they said she was chubby. I don't remember there being a chubby Madonna. Chubby Madonna. When was Madonna ever chubby? Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe. Maybe Papa don't preach. Maybe, but that's only I with like the baby fat. Though. I mean, she was pretty young. That's what that I'm point. saying. That's only if you really broaden the definition of chubby. Madonna was never, never. So she looked good. She looked fantastic. All right. Uh, so uh, all right. What else have we? Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, we have Justin Timberlake joking about being asked to induct Madonna into the Hollywood uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Every single word you can possibly imagine saying about Madonna suddenly sounds much hotter. Ugh. Much dirtier. Oh, please. <laughs> and a whole hell of a lot more fun. Induct her. I think we've taken a vote of you're a douche. 
I think I think the country has I, decided. Every single one of my friends just thinks he's the greatest thing. I'm like, have you seen Alpha Dog? I love him. He just looks like such a cool guy. That commercial where he's getting hit in the nuts is so funny. I'm you, like, uh, you know, the thing is, I, I think I'm tired of him trying to be like smooth B lover man all the time. Like that's you know, he sounds like he's 14 years old. Oh, yeah, totally. And you know, you're you're I mean, you're kind of a pretty boy who can sort of sort of sing, sort of dance. But I think he's trying to market himself as some like latter day Marvin Gaye, and it just doesn't. That does not wash with me. Uh, I am uh, I am not buying that. Mm-hmm. Do you have that thing he said about Britney? I do. Let's see what I have here. On KCMD Portland? Yes, the CBS radio station. Uh, let's see. He makes re- reference to Britney Spears when inducting Madonna into the uh, Hall of Fame. Somehow she still found time to publicly kiss at least someone who I may or may not have kissed myself. <laughs> Really, listen to the While applause. While I was in the audience, that so that actually counts as humor. That joke. Listen to the, and then he has that thing. Do you have the? And uh, like whooping well, too. And he made that other statement about Madonna impersonators or knockoffs. I don't know if you have that soundbite. Let's see. I only read it. I haven't heard it. Now let's see. He uh, inducts Madonna into the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's see if there is, is only one. Madonna. So right now, it is one of the true thrills and privileges of my life to stand on this stage Whatever. and induct Madonna into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why did he get that gig? I mean, I wonder if, if you're He's inducted. Ryan Seacrest. That is true. He is the musical Ryan Seacrest. Mm-hmm. If you're in the, if you're getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, do you suppose you get to pick who inducts you? I suppose you do. Or do they? That's because a they're good releasing question, a new actually. single together, and I are know they? That, yeah, they're they're working on a new album together, so it's probably oh, yeah. cross promotion. Mm-hmm. So okay, now that now I really want to know though. I want to maybe Peter Carlin knows that. I wonder how they decide who inducts who, uh, because Lou Reed inducted Leonard Cohen. Um, how did Leonard Cohen look? Was he like a billion years old? Yes. And then Leonard Cohen, uh, Leonard Cohen, Lou Reed also inducted. Who got booed for some reason? Who? Lou Reed. L- who boos Lou Reed? <laughs> Lou Reed looked like he was totally out of it, like he was reading uh, a high school book report. Oh, he's... Uh, well, that guy is just so burned out. I mean, Lou Reed, much as I love him, is just... That is a guy who has just abused his body in so many... It's almost like his body wronged him early on in his life, and he decided to punish it for the rest of his time on this earth. Uh, but he also inducted Dion a few years ago. So uh, I wonder if... I wonder how that works, how they match up inductor and inductee. Um, because then it was... Who was it that inducted uh, uh, Mellencamp? Oh, I have it right here. It's uh, Billy Joel. That's a weird Now it's time for me to present you with this shiny little tchotchke. Also not funny. Welcome also getting a laugh. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, John Mellencamp. All right. I dig John Mellencamp, so I'm glad that happened. But... The, yeah, that matching up of Justin Timberlake and Madonna would almost have to be because of the of the record, because I can't possibly imagine why they would choose him otherwise. A singer-songwriter noted that inspiration is never far away. As long as I can hear a song that puts a, a tear in my eye and a lump in my throat, I know there's still hope. And I got a job that's unfinished. There's still work to be done. You know, the sword is a mighty weapon, but it ain't nothing compared to the songs and the words in the songs. Have another see. cigarette, John. Jesus. Plus, he has that redneck accent. Yeah, I mean, I like John Mellencamp. I really do. I, know, I like I'm, his song. I know it's not cool to say that, but I, uh, he really, he's a guy that history will look back on kindly. He sort of gets, he kind of gets laughed at a little bit, I think, because he is just, he, he does, he does just seem like such a Midwest tool user, but, um, you know, it's just really a towering singer-songwriter. He's another one of those guys that when you look down at the page, he's written like three dozen songs that you know word for word. Um, 
Like, even if you look at uh, just one of his records, like Scarecrow or like that The Uh-Huh record, where you just, it's like every song you just heard on the radio like five minutes ago. Uh, did you see this thing? Is that, uh, is that the extent of our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame cuts? Yeah, that's it. Um, that's more than it deserves. <laughs> How much total time did you invest in that show? I shut it off after the Madonna thing, but I thought <laughs> you should have seen, oh, uh, well, it was Iggy Pop. Oh, no. He's, oh. Did he look like the Crypt Keeper? For I one mean, thing, Madonna's songs were, you had no idea what he was singing. Yeah. And then she sat there with a shocked look on her face like, make this quick, I have to get out of here. <laughs> what are they doing? And then she met him backstage, and I don't even think any of them knew that they were on the air. Right. And the whole thing was just awkward. Well, it's one of those things that must have looked good on the page, though, where they get, like, you know, like the Motor City legend uh, Iggy Pop and also, you know, from Michigan, Madonna, and it'll be, a, you know what it is? Here's one of the worst things that ever happened to music. And don't get me wrong, I do love them in a way. Two bad things have happened to music. One, tribute albums. Two, mashups. And the thing is, tribute albums and mashups are bad for the same reason. That about 10% of that stuff is good and the rest is just crap. It's just absolute doggerel. It's filler. But of course, because of the occasional good tribute album, or because of the occasional good, uh, like the, that, that gray album thing that was the Beatles and Jay-Z, or there was that 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 uh, the the uh, the the one that Jay Z did with Linkin Park, which is actually not that bad. But because of that, everybody has this idea of I don't know. We'll take two things that don't go, and we will force them to go together on national television. We will forcibly jam this Iggy Pop thing against this Madonna song, and we will continue to force it together, and we will inflict four and a half minutes of garbage on everyone. Oh, it was longer than that. Really? What did they sing? Two songs. I can't remember which ones they were. But it was just so bad. Uh, it was uncomfortable for, for everybody listening and being there. Uh, it's just well in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I know that I, a couple of years I swore off doing sort of rants and just sort of bitching about it because it's really just a bunch of geezers that don't really matter to, to anybody. And it, it, look, and the same thing. You know what? When I'm when I'm uh, like sixty, it'll still not matter. It's not going to matter just because I grow into the demographic. It's just it's not even like an age thing. It's just that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just perpetually out of touch with their own audience constantly. Uh, and so it just becomes a bunch of, like, like sort of navel-gazing baby boomers doing what they think is cool or what they think is sort of edgy. Um, somebody, I read a great record review the other day. Somebody was talking about Steve Earle, and they were reviewing whatever Steve Earle record he just put out. And the guy had, a, it was on Pitchfork, so all the reviews are kind of snarky. But the guy had the great line about Steve Earle. He said, um, he said, Steve Earle is what... Um, it said Steve Earle is the kind of music that is viewed as edgy or rebellious by people over the age of 35. Uh, and it really did highlight the fact that it, 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 so often you just, I think, lose touch with what is actually interesting. And that's why you end up with stuff like, like Iggy Pop and Madonna, because you're desperately trying to do something that's sort of groundbreaking and cutting edge. And it ends up just being like a whole big pile of bad. And then some of the things they say are ridiculous. Uh, one of these uh, geezers said, they never played any of Madonna's records on the radio. It's like, what did they <laughs> really? Honestly, did Honestly, somebody say I that? Read that yesterday. Okay, now I have, to, I have to look that up now and find out who said that. Uh, just a, a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of other rock news here. So this is... Um, oh, I have more rock and roll news. Do, is it about Van Halen? Uh, no, I don't have that Okay, one. let me read the Van Halen thing. Van Halen had postponed 17 more concerts. So the guitarist Eddie Van Halen, quote... Note that they never say he's an alcoholic. Uh, so Eddie Van Halen can, quote, continue medical tests to define a course of treatment. The band announced late Monday on its website. The Post noted that Eddie remains under doctor's care. The band postponed several days last week due to his unspecified medical tests. No further information about the guitarist's condition was offered. They have postponed dates in 
Charlottesville, East Rutherford, New Jersey, New York, Duluth, Pittsburgh, Providence, Rhode Island, uh, St. Louis, uh, Illinois, Grand Rapids, blah, 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 blah. So they, they've never actually come out and said that it's because he's boozing again. But as uh, Court and Fatboy noted the other night, there were two very telling phrases when Valerie Bertinelli, who's his ex-wife, put out a statement. She said, one, that he is acting proactive. He's, what, he's acting proactively or acting preemptively. And the other, she said, and I just want to say I'm very proud of him for taking this step, which is not a thing that you do if a guy's got like, you know, I'm like sure a big tumor in his head. The governor of New York's wife is very proud of him for <laughs> taking that proactive step to spend more time with his family and stop spending thousands of dollars on whores. <laughs> That's a proactive step. It really is. All right. Here's uh, Tim Riley. Uh, so Janet Jackson hospitalized with the flu because every time we get the flu, we all end up in the hospital. Uh, she's also fine because everyone who's fine goes into the hospital for the flu. <laughs> she's just battling a crazy flu like everyone else. Uh -huh. Everyone else is always sent to the hospital for the flu. Constantly. Mm -hmm. Her uh, new debut album, uh, well, not, not debut, but her uh, new album, Discipline, debuted at number one in the Billboard Hot 200 chart last week. Could that be true? It features the single Feedback. She also uh, reportedly announced plans to rent a diet book. She lost 60 pounds in four months in 2006 after ballooning to 180 pounds. There's a, there's a diet involved having a giant metal hose shoved into some part of your body and squished around. It doesn't say. Right. Uh, Diana Ross and Elton John are included in an upcoming book about some stars' idiosyncrasies. The New York Daily News says the two uh, former stars from Chicago's Four Seasons Hotel are behind great reservations and behind the scenes tell it all about some of the guests they serve. Diana Ross gets a somewhat less than flattering write-up. Uh, they say the famed Supreme singer instructed the hotel staff never to look her in the eye. Good for her. Uh, John said, apparently is one of those celebrities who leaves his ego at the curb. The writers say that along with becoming sober in the early 90s, he also stopped indulging in some of the perks that come with fame. They note he always asked to stay in the smallest room and won't take advantage of the hotel's VIP services. The authors also speak favorably of Madonna and actor Anthony Hopkins. Well, other alleged uh, prima donnas include actors Gary Bussey, John Cusack, and Nicole Kidman. So the book's not out yet. I uh, Apparently, Iggy Pop sang, uh, he sang Burning Up and yeah. Ray of Light. Yeah. Really? Neither one of them sound like songs at all. <laughs> I wonder, you know, and and whatever anybody says, uh, look, a lot of what Iggy Pop did over the years is really overrated. Mm -hmm. uh, but he did, you know, he did his share of rock and roll classics. Uh, there's just no getting around that. Like the, the, the raw power. He did one of my, great, my favorite songs of all time, which is a song called Gimme Danger. But... That being said, he's certainly not uh, he's certainly not flawless, and he's he, you know he, he's not uh, infallible. So let's see here, Ray of Light. Please, please tell me that there's video or audio or something of this. It's so bad. Madonna and let's see, Iggy Pop sings Ray of Light. The headline here is awkward moments from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Hold on here. Let's, it was uh, bad for everyone. All right. Well, this okay. Here's the thing. This literally is someone who has pointed a, a video camera at their television. No, this is the coverage. Let's see here if I can... Um... It's like they use security cameras to, to televise it. <laughs> no, no, this is someone in the living room, because I can see the reflection on the screen. <laughs> they, they have a shock look on their face. They're filming, they're filming the television with like a little handheld digital camera, because I can see their own reflection in the screen. Uh, all right. Well, well, we'll try to look for better audio of that. I mean, to whatever extent that's possible, since it's Iggy Pop singing Madonna. Jesus. Oh, all right. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. What's up? Good afternoon. Hello. How are you? Hey. You uh, sound strangely that... serious. What are you calling about? <laughs> what's that governor's name again? Elliot Spitzer. 
miss her. I barely knew her. I barely knew her. Yes. That was it. Good use of your time, sir. Well done. All right, here's Tim Riley. That was one of the highlights of his life. <laughs> Call all your friends. Tell them to listen. Okay. The uh, latest batch of Beauties and Geeks is about to debut. The CW reality show will launch its fifth season tonight. Host Mike Richards uh, says there's a brand new twist. Instead of pairing each gorgeous but academically impaired woman and each brilliantly but socially challenged man together on one team as sort of a social experiment. Who watches this show? I don't know. The two sides will compete against each other. Change things up for season five so that everybody doesn't get comfortable and think they know what's coming. It's actually Beauties versus the Geeks. So we show it when the, the first episode tonight. Uh, is nine geeks will face off against nine beauties, and they and the challenges are against each other. Okay, I have never watched. Uh, that's not true. I watched one episode of Beauty and the Geek. So you know where to find it. I guess if you want to. Does anybody here watch that show? I've seen it once. Okay, what is the deal? What what is at stake? What is the prize on this show? The, the girls aren't going to hump the winner, are they? No, I just know that Ashton Kutcher produces it. That's all I know. Well, that's oh, okay. well, like that's a big stay away sign. Child. That's like a big yellow warning sign right there. So, I don't even. They must be competing for money or something. But I mean, don't you think that with the premise of the show that it's hot girls and dorks uh, that the, it, there's some but sort they of team up together and. But I mean, don't you think there's like an implied sort of sexual component to the show that it sounds like isn't even really there? Do you know what I mean? Because if it's geeks. And just anybody, like, but it's geeks and hot women, which they know is a juxtaposition, sort of, you know, uh, of some dissonance. Well, whatever. Anyway, I got a great idea for a reality show, and I know I say this every week, but every week it's also true. I had that one where you just go to door door to door and you hit celebrities in the face with a hammer. Uh, last week I had the one where girls are, or or guys for that matter, are forced to date someone other than their type type for like 60 days. Um, First contestant, Sarah Dillon. Huh. Uh, here's the other one. Okay, I got a great idea. You do a reality show, but you set it in one of those counties in Vegas uh, where prostitution is legal, and then at the end, the guy wins a whore for like a day. We've talked a lot about whores lately. Well, it's the cultural zeitgeist, Sarah. It's what people are talking about. If, like, you know, if you were to do one of those Google searches today, but like of, the, of the, just the American mind, whores are in the top five right now. But seriously, I'm surprised that no one has done a reality show. Where, like, the prize is like an hour with some hooker. And you just, you film it in some, because here's the thing, people think that prostitution is legal only in in uh, uh, Reno, but it's not. Prostitution is, is legal in a lot of places in Nevada. Some of them just outside of, of uh, Las Vegas. It's just Las Vegas proper, uh, where it's not. In fact, in fact, I can't believe I forgot about this, but now this is prompting my speaking of horse. So, um, I wonder if I can say, I wonder if I can say who gave me this book. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll see if this person sends me an email about it. Um, but someone we know, there's a, there's a guy we know, and his wife, for reasons sort of passing understanding, owns a book called Everything You Wanted to Know About Prostitution in Nevada, um, and uh, and dropped it off. And it's like this book, like it is your guide to Nevada. Yeah. Okay. It's that person's wife, who I don't know why, but she owned a book all about. Sarah's mouthing the words, you know why. Um, mal- but, it, for Aaron. <laughs> but but gave me but gave me a book called Everything You Wanted to Know About, and it is like a it's a book it's a fact all about hookers in in Vegas and where it's legal and what to expect and how much you pay. It's upstairs. I, I can't believe I forgot to bring it down. I'll bring it down today and, and we'll read from it. We'll read aloud from That's it on the awesome. air as a public service. I thought the prostitution was legal in Vegas. It's, no, it's legal everywhere, not everywhere, but in most counties except for Vegas. Vegas, Clark County. Uh, Las Vegas proper is the one place 
where it is absolutely illegal uh, because they don't want you because they don't want it taking any money away from the casinos. That's the thing. Casinos don't want to lose money to hookers because every dollar you spend on a whore, some dollar you're not going to spend uh, at the blackjack table. Um, so anyway, so it's uh, and people think it's only Reno, but I think there's a lot of counties around Las Vegas where you can do that. Anyway, uh, so I'll get that later on. Here's Tim Riley. Well, the McMinnville sixth grader was named one of the five national finalists in the sixth annual GIF, Most Creative Peanut Butter Sandwich Contest. A young man named Matt created the peanutty chicken wrap. By mixing his favorite ingredients from the kitchen, Jip creamy peanut butter, chicken, broccoli slaw, and seasonings wrapped in a tortilla. Broccoli slaw. Yeah. On March 20th, the five finalists will put on their creativity and test it and debut their peanut butter sandwiches to a panel of judges in New York's Soho area. During the event, each finalist will demonstrate how to prepare his or her sandwich and samples will be distributed to the judges for evaluation. You know what? With that spam giveaway, maybe that's something, you know, if we, if we hadn't come up with a spam sculpting contest, that could have been the uh, contest right there with some sort of a spam cook-off, a spam recipe contest. Well, the winner will get a $25,000 scholarship. Time for Religious Nutcase Watch. Here's your Religious Nutcase Watch uh, double for Tuesday on the Rick Emerson radio program. That was me. Are you pulling up on Tuesday? No, I'm sorry. So I'm allowed to say the name? Yeah. It was Aaron's wife, Jen. Has have some book about horrors in Nevada. And literally, it's called, like, everything you always wanted to know about hookers. In The best part, by the way, I won't use her last name. Uh, we'll just say her last name is Duran. Uh, the best part is, on the inside of the book flap, there's, like, a little one of those, like, little customized. This book belongs to Jennifer Duran. Like, with her address no and her way. phone number. Like, she's, I think she's very OCD about such things. So it's like this big book that on horrors. Like a pretty cool book that somebody would want to take. I'm, uh, I'm going to go get it uh, upstairs. We'll read it during the next segment. Here's Tim Riley with your Religious Nutcase Watch. A Mormon missionary who allegedly helped vandalize a Catholic shrine in St. Louis Valley, I guess it's in California, was dismissed from his work and sent home to Idaho last weekend. The young man was one of three Mormon missionaries seen in photos taken in August 2006 and posted recently on a website at the Shrine of Mexican Martyrs at the Chapel of All Saints across the street from a parish in St. Louis. The uh, five photos posted on Photo Bucket and now removed included images of one missionary holding a head broken up a statue with the caption... Hanneman broke the head off a saint. Uh, another shows a missionary apparently preaching for the Book of Mormon at the altar inside the chapel, and the third shows a missionary pretending to sacrifice another. Well, well done. They are not choosing the right, sir. Uh, Fifty people looking for a solar image of uh, the Virgin Mary <laughs> lose their eyesight. <laughs> That's wonderful. I don't know what country this is from, <laughs> because it has like it's the country 34 letters in it. <laughs> what is the name? Can you spell it? Okay. Spell, uh, spell it. Spell the name of the country, Then please. we can sound it out. All right. T-H-I-R-U-V-A-N-A-N-T-H-A-P-U-R-A-M. <laughs> Wait, you have to say it again, please. T-H-I-R-U-V-A-N-A-N-T-H-A-P-U-R-A-M. Thuruvananthapuram. You got anything, Sarah? Thuruvananthapuram. But I mean, have you searched for it? Oh, no. You should paste it into Wikipedia. See if you see where this is. Thuruvananthapuram. Well, there are people who live there because I have a picture of a couple of them. Let me see. Do they look dumb? One has a broom stuck to his forehead. 
That's I think that's a what. That's a what sexual assault. He's another guy. No, no, he he's. I I made reference to. Uh, that's isn't that that same garb that uh, that Obama? Oh, this is matchmaking for the people who live in that country. Is it an Indian nation? Oh, it might be. Oh, yeah, it's, it's in very India. Very slow right now. You're is right. It, it is in in India. So maybe it's a city in India. All right. Also known as Trivandrum is the capital of the Indian state of Kerala and the headquarters of the Thirandrum district. Okay. That's so they're so they're staring at the sun. Why? At least, at least 50 people in here have lost their vision after gazing at the sun, looking for an image of the Virgin Mary. <laughs> No alarmed authorities have installed a signboard to counter the rumor that a solar image of the Virgin Mary appeared to believers. Curious onlookers, including foreign travelers, have been thronging to the venue in search of the miracle. Okay, well, think about the logic behind that. First of all, let's leave aside the issue that the Virgin Mary is appearing to people in the sun. Well, apparently, they have an eye problems here before because they do have what's called St. Joseph's Eye Hospital. <laughs> Well, that's the. I mean, really, if you want to make money in the ophthalmology field, that seems like a growth city. They've recorded 48 <laughs> cases of vision loss due to photochemical burns on the retina. Excellent. All our patients have similar history and symptoms. <laughs> Wonderful. The damage is to the macula, the most sensitive part of the retina. They have developed photochemical, not thermal burns, so it's not that bad. Let's, let's assume for the moment, though. This I mean, continuous gazing at the sun. <laughs> I love this story. Attention, Richard Dawkins. Um, okay, let me just... That's the kind of thing you want to send to Christopher Hitchens. You know what I mean? Just because well, you know he'd get a the, laugh out of it. In the same county, a blaze has got in 600 shanties. <laughs> um, so, let me just say... <laughs> I want... <laughs> anyway... What does the Virgin Mary look like? Uh, it's like a big square of black. Keep staring, keep staring. <laughs> it's sort of like the reverse of a magic eye poster. Uh, anyway, um, let's leave aside for a moment the insanity of thinking the Virgin Mary's appearing in, you know, the sun. Even if that were true, the idea that people are traveling to India to see it is doubly stupid because, you know, I know I hate to I hate to invoke like science and all, but you know you can see the sun you know everywhere, like the sun the sun does come around. Like if you can't see the sun where you are right now, give it a few hours, sun will arrive. What what are people supposed to do in India all day? I really that's a good well I guess they can't hang out at their shanties anymore. So ah oh, excellent. That reminds me when I was growing up I had a friend of mine she and her sister and they were both stared at the sun. They did no that's they the thing they did them. they had when they were kids they would have contests to see who could stare at the sun the longest. <laughs> and they would both be, you'd go over to their house, you'd go over to their house, and they'd just be in the backyard staring at the sun. And you'd, you'd hi, uh, you'd do, hi, Holly, what's up? And, ow, ow, nothing, hold on, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> her and her equally dumb sister just sitting there staring at the sun in the backyard, and I forgot all about that. <laughs> okay. I wonder if the person who started that rumor just did his, you know, Kind of a, just kind of a jape, just to kind of see how many people it could sucker it. No, 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 Mary's in the sun. I don't see it. Keep looking. Everything's getting dim. Keep looking. Your faith isn't strong enough. All right, there's your religious nutcase watch. Fantastic for a Tuesday. That's wonderful. Maybe we should also spread the rumor that she can be seen at the bottom of a well. Mary is inside this rock-crushing machine. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. 
Yeah, and the fact that <laughs> they would convince people to go to a Hindu nation to do it, too. That's, That's the other thing. Yes, it's not a Christian nation, to the best yeah. of my knowledge. Yeah. Hey, uh, getting back to an earlier conversation about awkward things that are said on television new newscasts. Uh-huh. And, and this is not not as bad as what you were talking about before but about now what are you are you about to say something that is safe for the air sir i believe so i, I really believe so all right i'm going to give you a second to think about it okay all right yes yes it will be it will be safe. okay where did you see this uh, about six months ago, I was watching Channel 12, okay. watching Fox News. At a lot 10. of these things seem to come from Channel 12, okay. Right. They are pretty remarkable about this. All um, right. Anyhow, uh, they had some Sherwood assistant principal that was caught for kitty porn, and they went to Carrie Tomlinson in the newsroom, and she had the complaint in her hand. And not only did she say what this guy had said, the, the man had made a comment when he was questioned by police. Not only did she say it, but they showed it on screen, highlighted. Uh-huh. It said that you're home. Right. All right. You're out. Thank you, sir. All right. See, again, we could probably say that, but especially, know. but you know what it is? I think I think I would have let that go if it had not been in relation to, you know, Well, there hasn't been kitty an porn. made of in a long time, and that always makes me a little nervous when there's like a, think, a calm before the storm. Well, the, it's like The phrase, I think, is, is actually okay. It's just sort of, it's another one of the things just sort of icky because it was like came right on the heels of, and he did it to kitty porn. So... Uh -uh. I think those are those are two great tastes that don't go great together. You know what I mean? We're gonna yes. we're gonna leave those that alone right there. Um, let's see here. We've got a call about hookers in Vegas, or a call about being a cabbie in Vegas. Oh, both equally. Yeah, Tim. I agree, Tim. Where do you fall? I don't know. I'm. It's a toss-up to me. Well, we're defaulting to, the We're defaulting to hookers this week. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hey, Rick. Hey. Yeah, I got information on prostitution in Nevada. Okay. Okay, you can have prostitution in counties of less than 100,000 people. So Clark County and Washoe County, which is Reno, you can't have prostitution. No, but, but you, but you can have state. prostitution in Reno. No, you can't. The, the you can have it. No, the, you can't have it. The Mustang Ranch is in Reno. No, the Mustang Ranch is in Carson County. So can it be a suburb of Vegas? Yes, as long as, long as it's out of the county. So it's so wait, so, I lived so my whole can, life thinking the Mustang Ranch was in Reno for some reason. No, the Mustang Ranch, there's prostitution in Story County, which is right next to Reno. Ah, okay, that's it. Okay, okay. so it's next and door. And then you've got, in Vegas, you can have prostitution in Perump, which is in, I, I don't know in why, Bell's I don't know counties. Uh -huh. Well, County, but you can't have it in Clark County, which is right next to it, because it's over 100,000 people. Right. So. I'm going to go upstairs and get this book during the break. So, All yeah, right, so excellent. It's, so it's some kind of weird morality thing there. but uh, you know. Well, and, and again, also just that they don't want, I mean, any place where there's a lot of gaming, they just don't want uh, hookers taking the gaming money away. Well, I think it's a way, too, of kind of spreading... You know, getting the smaller counties some clientele. Too. Maybe. I mean, yeah, little, you have to have some reason to go there. So. Otherwise, because you're not going to go to Perump to see like the Perump Museum. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. bye. All right. Yeah, because if you walk down the streets in Vegas, you know, there's those guys handing out like all the escort ads constantly, and they would totally have you believe. Uh, that uh, that there's hooking in, in Vegas, but I, guess... I make sure I never go on the street there. I stay inside. Oh really? Well, that's where that's where my friend had his um his escort, his lady escort. I thought that was here. I don't know why I keep thinking that was here. 
Well, because it was kind of close to when he had gone to Vegas. I didn't want to allude to the fact of who it was. Oh, I see. All right. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so now, did that happen inside Vegas? Mm-hmm. Okay, so see, it does happen, but it must be, you know, they must really keep it on the down low because I... This is just sort of one of those things I've always heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but I've always heard that they really, really uh, bust prostitutes like heavily in Vegas. That, that, in other words, that they spend a lot of police resources getting rid of prostitution in Vegas proper, just because again they view it as such a competitor to the uh, to the casinos, and because if you really want to do that, there are places outside Vegas uh, where you can. I don't think like I. I mean, again, I have no moral compunction about, uh, you know, about the prostitutes. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Um, I don't think, I think it would just feel weird to go to a prostitute. I just don't think I could do it. I think it would just feel strange. Mm. That being said, my view on hookers is like my view on that, uh, what's it, the swingers club we went to. Like, I don't think I could ever partake. I don't think I could participate, uh, you know, like use a prostitute for that. But just like the swingers club, like, that's not a thing. I'm not going to go as an active participant, but I I would like to. I think it would be interesting to go to a brothel or, or whatever they're called, just to sort of scope it out. Like I really would be curious to see. How, I'm surprised that hasn't been a reality show. You know, I'm surprised they haven't done a reality. Show. Boy, Jesus, think about that. A, a reality show set at a brothel. That would be. I mean, Jesus, if they can make a show out of Hugh Hefner's Seven Bimbo Girlfriends, doing totally. sitting around doing nothing and having pillow fights, they're filming it where it's legal. It isn't illegal. It's to film, legal, and right? the girls are obviously not embarrassed of it because it's uh, uh you know, they uh, uh, you know, they're there as, as a lifestyle business choice. So I don't know why they haven't done a reality. Think about the drama that must go on at a, at a brothel, a legal brothel. I'm amazed they haven't done that. Anyway. Uh, so I just I don't just like the swingers club I don't think I could go to a prostitute house or whatever and, and do that but I think it would be go to interesting to go and check it out because you do wonder if it's like in the movies where you walk in and like what you just like sit in an easy chair and like the girls all come into the room and like turn around and like they do pirouettes or whatever and you go number five or something so uh, all right let's do one more and then we'll break and we'll come back with phone calls etc shop talk. Mark Adams has been released from Jamming 95.5, where he was PD and operations manager of news talker KXLAM. Rumors are sweeping the market that Jamming will soon undergo some major changes. Just heard that rumor last night. I went out with Squid, and he's like, did you hear what was happening in mm-hmm. 95.5? All right, hold on. Jamming 95.5 to be... I know. Oh, no, it's no, it's landed on its edge. Hold on. Uh, polka. Yes, the answer like is polka. That is true. There you go. That's healthy dancing. Yeah, all really polka is. all the time. Not like today's sinful gyrating of bodies and groins. Oh, speaking of that, if you want to see all three of us dancing, you can go to my website. Oh, today. that's disturbing, by the way. <laughs> if you go to Riley Live... I'm pleased to be specific that we're not really dancing. No, our heads have been put on other people we're not dancing a, the kids' music. We're not a moving commercial. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you go to uh, RileyLive.com, you can see the most disturbing video Really that has Tim and Sarah and I dancing. We're not. Da- we all three of us have never danced together. No, like or, circa, like, or apart. 2003. Yeah, it's creepy and weird and great. So uh, somebody had a lot of free time on their hands. All right. Anywho, uh, let's take a break here. We come back. We've got. Uh, let's see. Guy was a cabbie in Vegas. Somebody who knows the show about Nevada whores. Somebody about porn, and somebody about a theater. God, there's a theme this week. It's all whores, Sarah. That's where the uh, that's where the money is, so to speak. Back after this, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. I'm alive. And if you want to see the 
Jackson radio program. Here's what's coming up. Uh, before the top of the hour, we'll give away a copy of Into the Wild on, uh, wait. Into the Wild, based on a best-selling book with screenplay and direction by Sean Penn, starring Emile Hirschland and an all-star cast in this captivating travelogue of a man who leaves everything behind to seek adventure in the Alaskan wilderness, available on DVD and HD DVD, March 4th, from Paramount Vantage. So we'll uh, do that. Let's see, what else? Uh, Jim Roop will be joining us. Tim Riley's uh, uh, top five TV theme songs of all time. And right here, I've got this book about whores. Uh, this is from Aaron's wife, Jen. This book belongs to Jennifer Durant. It's like a cute little, a cute little name tag on the inside. Hands off. The official guide to the best cat houses in Nevada. Everything you want to know about legal prostitution in Nevada by J.R. Schwartz. Now a bestseller. Updated with names, numbers, and maps. All right. What do we want to know? Procedures and etiquette. Uh, whores in the Reno area. The Fallon area. The Winnemucca, Winnemucca area. Do uh, you call them whores? No. Oh. That's just me. That's my artist rendering. Just because whores is a funny word. Uh, what do you think? I mean, don't you think whores is hook, uh, funnier than hookers? Well, it's self-explanatory. Mm. I think, I think you know, and I think hooker is, you know, gets used a lot. I think, uh, you know, whore is a neglected word. I'm trying to bring it back. Uh, let's see. And then we have reviews of uh, of various houses of prostitution, like Bobby's Buckeye Bar, uh, History of Prostitution, Index of Cat Houses by Town or by Name. Let's see. Let's look at etiquette, shall we? All right. Let's see here. There are two. Do we do we care about this? Sure. Sure. There are two types of cat houses: parlor and bar. In a bar, in a bar house, a man doesn't have to have sex if he doesn't want to. In a parlor house, sex is what the game is all about. Though in many parlor houses, you can drink too. <clears throat> Regardless of which type of cat house you visit, the proceed. And by the way, I should note that this book only came out a couple years ago, so presumably this is all still accurate. You will be, uh, regardless of which type of cat house you visit, the procedures are pretty much the same. You ring the outside buzzer for admittance, and a madam or hostess will greet you and let you in. The ladies may already be lined up or will shortly do so. There may be one girl, five, two dozen, or more, depending on the house and the time you're visiting. Prostitution, Sarah, is a seasonal business, hmm. and traffic is much slower in the winter and early spring than summer and fall. When the girls introduce themselves to you, they are hoping that you will choose one of them. If you can make up your mind immediately, they will be pleased, because sex then becomes efficient, and the time utilization factor comes into play. It's like an assembly line. Exactly. It's, uh, what did I say about the, uh, the, uh, the swingers club? It was sex as visualized by Henry Ford. Well, that sucks, because we're both going in the springtime, which means there'll be less whores. Yeah, fewer. Fewer whores for fewer us whores. to, uh... You must remember that it's a business for them, and you are paying for the. You know what I was just thinking? You know what I just realized is actually when, when Lauren and I go to Vegas, Aaron and Jen are going with us. So who knows? Jen might want to, you know, see some of this firsthand to see if the book is correct. When, a girl, uh, when you choose a girl you would like to party with, she will take you into her room where the party will be discussed and negotiated. No sex is discussed in the parlor or at the bar, and neither is money. In her room, you can talk freely about anything you want. My wife doesn't understand me. She will tell you if she will do a certain act, how much money it will cost, etc. If you can't agree on a price, you are more than welcome to leave without any hard feelings. It's a business, and not all deals are closed. Is it like a la carte, or must one purchase the entire package of all the services? Can I tell you, I really honestly don't know what you mean right now. Do you mean uh, in terms of acts? Yes. Well, it, uh, are they packaged up or are they sold individually and do you get discounts the more you order? That's a good question, actually. Like, for example, let's say that a half an hour is 100 bucks. Mm -hmm. Is an hour 200 bucks or is it like 170 I wonder if That's you get like question. a bulk discount or something. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. 
Um, because they are independent contractors and not sex slaves, you as a customer must negotiate as to uh, how much you are willing to spend. It can run from a few dollars to as much as you have, depending on what you're going to be doing together. Just oh, so a few can, dollars? So you can dicker. Well, what? You can yes, you can dicker or haggle. Mm -hmm. It's a process dicker. of negotiation. Dicker is to barter. Oh. To negotiate on price. I don't think I've ever dickered. Let's welcome now to Rick Emerson's show. Like you did by the lake on the boo. Hello. Hi. Aaron Geek in the city, Duran. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, it's me. Hey. Hey, wait. Hold on. Whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on. Is this Aaron? It really doesn't sound like it. No, this is Steve, the, the former Vegas cab driver. Okay, hold on. Don't take offense on this, but hold on for a second. Hi. Is this Aaron? No, it's not. I'm still waiting. All right, hold on. Hello. Hi. Is this Aaron? Um, no. All right, hold on. Hello, hi, is this Aaron? Dicker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's no Aaron. Uh, that was a lead-up to nothing. Well, let's just go back and do these in the same order then. Hello, hi, uh, what were you calling about? Hello. Well, uh, as a former Vegas cab driver, I often went over the hump to Pahrump, uh with my customers from uh, Las Vegas. So a guy you would meet in Vegas would say, like, hey, take me to, take me to the hookers. Generally, uh, it, you would be called by a dorm or a concierge at one of the hotels, right. believe it or not. And, so, uh, if, so if I'm staying, uh, I, I'm just saying, uh, let me just throw this out there. I'm just saying, theoretically speaking, now I almost feel like this is fortuitous. Don't you think, like, I'm going to Vegas? I almost feel like I have to go just see one. Just because it's because it's so much in the news, because it's what people are talking about. And uh, so if I'm at, like, let's just say I'm at the MGM Grand. If I'm yeah. at the MGM Grand and I want to go to wherever, the closest place, to, to, to some hooker place. Let's say, say the Chicken Ranch in, uh, in Peru. Uh, so, which is how far from Vegas? It is a 120-mile round trip. All right. 60 miles out of town. So an hour each way. Oh. So yep. do I just tell the doorman, like, uh, I need a limo to get to some whores? Exactly. Interesting. Okay. I, I think it would probably take offense at the word horse. Well, you know what I mean. And then, yeah. so they, they, but they would summon you to do that. Yes. Well, they're probably, uh, in, the, they're probably in the Thomas Guide anyway. <laughs> on my GPS, under services, well, right I between petrol station and hold, school. While I was on hold, I just went to, on my TomTom, -tom, I just, for giggles, I went ahead and did that. I, is um, it on, I have a TomTom -tom as well. Is it listed? It is. That is fantastic, because with your TomTom, -tom, you can put in you want any any state in the union and then a type of business, and it will list all the businesses in your location, like restaurant or post office. You want to go to, uh, you want a TomTom, 2T -tom, Ranch Road, Trump. Fantastic. All right. And so they would, so as a cab driver, they would find you, and you would take a guy there, and what, you just, uh, I mean, it's a dumb well, question. Well, Do you just well, wait? Well, of course, you know, you, you have your relationships with the doorman and the concierge sure. and all of that. Yeah, everybody greases so everybody they else. They call you directly sure. and say, look, we have, we, we uh, affectionately refer to them as ranch runs. And, right. uh, you know, you they would say, I have some uh, folks here that would like to go out right. to a firm. And so you make arrangements where you're going to pick them up at and you go out there. Now, of course, you don't make uh, deals with the rates. The rates are set by sure. the uh, tax authority. Uh, however, when you do go to one of the brothels, the nice thing about that is, is the, uh, the driver is brought into a waiting area that usually has some sort of entertainment, you know, pool table, right. uh, you know, a little waiting area 
you can have all the non-alcoholic beverages you want. Now, you have a little buffet. now if you're a, if you're a cab driver and you take a guy to one of these ranches yeah. and then he's in there doing his business, now are you charging him waiting time? There is waiting time, and also the brothel, uh, depending on the brothel, will give you a spiff or a percentage of what you spend. Some do 20%, some do 25%, some go up as high as, high as 40%, depending on how much they spend. So on your average run to take a guy to a brothel and back, what would you make? Yeah, I would probably pocket anywhere between 700 and $1,200. Damn, man. Depending on how much they spend. Jesus, I never would have thought it was that much. I was there, the, the best day I ever had was $2,500. It was my first run of the day. I was summoned to the Mirage by one of the doormen. He, he called me. I took two uh, Asian gentlemen out, and the cool thing about it was they kept uh, extending, as they call it, extending their time. I was actually at the chicken ranch for almost five hours. Why would you ever? Ranch. Why would you ever leave that gig? Uh, the day I quit driving a cab, I weighed 275 pounds. <laughs> uh, let me advise you to avoid radio, sir. <laughs> well, that's the next thing I did. All right, excellent. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, excellent. Fantastic. I love our audience. It's the best audience ever. Yes. Is there anything they haven't done? No. All right. Uh, so you folks on hold, hang on. We'll get to you in just a second. Uh, Tim, would you like to favor us with some news, and then we'll get these calls? Uh, certainly. Wonderful. Here's and news now, with Tim Riley. From the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Well, we're ahead to determine which actors look like they smell the worst. At the top of the list is Colin Farrell. He has an infinite pack-a-day cigarette smoking habit. He's always smoking a cigarette. And always looks like a stink bomb, says the lady. He doesn't look like he smells bad. Not to me. Colin Farrell? He looks like he would have a wonderful odor. He looks like he would smell... He looks like he would smell like a bar. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. Matthew McConaughey looks like a stinky... Number two is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, he looks like he stinks of ass. Oh, I don't want to go anywhere near mm -hmm. that guy. Ass and hippie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kate Hudson complained that he always has body odor. She always brings a soft rock, which is some sort of natural deodorant, and she insists that he put it on. Hey, how about you just not date a guy who reeks, huh? She worked with him. They didn't date. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. You're right. He looks like he stinks. Like he stinks like a fetid sock. So, yeah, I would, I totally, I haven't seen the list, but I totally called that he would be on there. Uh, Johnny Depp always looks like he smells like cigarettes and dirty clothing. Yeah, but that's not necessarily, uh... Bad in the same way that Matthew McConaughey would probably smell. Like, look, Matthew McConaughey smells like he probably uh, has bad bathroom habits and has just been to the gym. Whereas Johnny Depp seems like he might just smell like a rock and roll lifestyle. Jared Leto always looks like he has some dingy spray-on tan. That is and true. And always tends toward uh, looking trashy. He also has stringy hair and a day's worth of eyeliner that gives a not-so-fresh tip-off. And then there's Orlando Bloom. Seems like a greasy-haired dope ganger. You know, I can also see that. I can see that he would stink. Mm -hmm. Poor hygiene is part of his life, say those who know him. You know, I bet Brad Pitt doesn't smell all that great either. He's not on the list. Really? But I, I'm just, I'm predicting. Brad Pitt looks stinky. He does. He looks like he probably needs to squeegee himself off every now and again. All right. Well, that's our top story. Officials for Southwest Airlines and the FAA falsified reports saying that the airline had come into compliance with rules for crucial safety inspections for jets. The FAA has fined Southwest $10.2 million for continuing to fly more than three dozen jets that were 30 months late for safety inspections and should have been grounded. But the agency hasn't fired any employees, but three people have been laid off. So that's all that happened there. Then the next thing for moviegoers, Hollywood took a big step forward today offering movies 
in 3D. More of them coming. Announcing deals to convert as many as 10,000 more theater screens with the digital technology needed to accommodate the resurgent 3D motion pictures. Now, is that really resurgent? Are 3D pictures really making a comeback? I know James Cameron is doing one, but I mean... Apparently so. Disney, 20th Century Fox, Paramount, Universal, all are financing to equip theaters in the U.S. and Canada during the next three years for 3D motion pictures. Is 3D, is that like the HD radio of the film world, do you suppose? HD radio is going down the tubes. Tim, that's... Tim. As a matter of fact, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, the heads of that has left to find a new loser job that'll last three or four months. Sam, I'm a believer in new technologies. No, no, I'm talking about Cyrus Radio or Sirius. Wait, are you talking about satellite radio or HD radio? No, satellite radio. Okay, so when you said HD radio is going down the tubes... No, no, I'm not talking about it. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Yes. I'm talking about... We're big believers in HD radio at CBS, Tim. Because XM Satellite Radio Senior Vice President and Chief Executive Officer Lee Abrams, a big name in the business... Lee Abrams. ...has quit to join... Tribune Company, no. which is another company going down the So tubes. I was just going to say, so he, he is he's full of fail at one job, and now he's going to go to Tribune, who by the... Which is already failing. Well, I was going to say Tribune, who are, who are no, real, uh, no real prizes themselves in terms of running things. Um, no, at the I, L.A. Times about that. And KTLA was the top building station in L.A., now it's down in the basement. Nobody's even watching the damn thing anymore. That's what, we, uh, that's what we call the Citadel effect. Mm-hmm. How can we make these into money-losing properties today? Mm-hmm. How is it... How can we... Yet how, these people continue to work. <laughs> how can we take these stations and make them immediately un... You know, it's like that, is what I'm doing bad for the company? And yeah. if the answer is no, then you abandon that strategy and you search for something that will that will completely ruin the company. But that's satellite radio. That's exactly... Well, no, satellite radio, and look, I'm just saying this because I believe it to be the case. Uh, I am not saying this because I am on terrestrial radio, uh, and that you know. Well, this is real radio. Well, it really is. And look, I, and honestly, I, I'm Things not. They come out of towers. I am not saying this out of uh, whatever. I am saying this because I really, honestly believe I would. I mean, if I thought satellite radio was like the wave of the future or like the next big thing, I would cop to that. I would totally admit it. But you know what? It's not. It's not. It's not going to be. It is at best a transitional technology. First of all, because those satellites cost like $10 million each to put up there. Yeah. They don't last that long. They have to be replaced by additional $10 million satellites. And they're going to crash in the desert. Well, and I mean, and there's just, there's not enough programming to support uh, both XM and Sirius, which is why now, for, despite the FCC telling them they can't, which is why XM and Sirius have been trying to merge forever. XM and Sirius, both of them losing money. Both of them desperate to merge with the other because there's not enough customer base and there's not enough, uh, you know, like Howard, for example. Don't get me wrong. Howard, great broadcaster, influential broadcaster. His audience never followed him. Thought that his audience would go over and a a fraction of them did. The bulk, the vast majority. I mean, Howard had 20 million listeners. Uh, He now has five million listeners. So that is what? Is that uh, that's uh, 25%? Yes. So he had, you know. 25% 25% of how, I mean, look, let's just call it what it is. He's with uh, with Rush Limbaugh, Howard, probably the most influential radio broadcaster of the last 50 years. Um, and even that guy, uh, maybe the most important radio broadcaster of the last 50 years, could do no better than 25% of his audience coming with him. 75% of Howard's audience opted not to keep listening. I mean, for really just chump change a month. Yeah. 75% of that guy's audience said, eh, no, we'll listen to something else. Who's going to pay like $12 or $13 to listen to the radio? Happen. But it's free. No, and, if, and if, you know, I'll tell you what, if, if, if uh, you know, 
if something else does come along, it's going to be like an internet radio, wireless internet radio, something like that that, you, that does not require $10 million. That satellite radio uh, is a transitional medium, period. End of story. Not going to last. I think that's kinescope. It is. It's just, I mean, it's, just, it's not going to go away tomorrow, but it's not going to be. It, in 10 years, if the satellite radio is anything but a shell of itself, I will be stunned. So, uh, anyway. All right. Uh, here's what we've got. Hookers, porn, hookers in Gresham, or someone known to the show who has been to a brothel. Sarah, Tim, pick the last one. I want to go for hookers. All right. Uh, the other calls, hang on. Uh, are you guessing, do you know who the person is known to the show that's been to a brothel? Yeah, he sent me a, an email. All right. So you're not surprised. Is that why you're passing on the call? Yes, because I want to hear more about the hookers. All I want right. to hear about Gresham hookers. All right. Well, we'll get to uh, we'll get to these other calls in a second. So, person known to the show, hang on. So, you want hookers or hookers in Gresham? I want hookers in Gresham. Well, I don't want any hookers. No. But... Well, your wish has been granted. Well, as long as they're keeping them in Gresham. As long as there's Gresham, there will be hookers. Hi, you're on the there Rick Emerson show. Be a Gresham. Actually, I'm calling about whores in Gresham. Not hookers. Not hookers in Gresham. Whores in Gresham. Okay. Um, they were having problems with the road rage in Gresham. So in order to combat road rage in Gresham, you just refer to all of the um, women that you see driving as filthy whores. You just give them the benefit of the doubt, and, and every woman that drives around in Gresham is a filthy whore. And it makes you feel better. I chose poorly. Yeah, you, this is I a know. This phone call. It's a waste of your time. I regret. This I call regret. should be on satellite radio. It should be. It should be, yeah. I feel like the bastards are grinding me down, Rick. Well, you're calling. You used to... Um, you used to be able to listen to the Rick Emerson program on those internets there, and they uh, they turned it off. How do you mean? Actually, it, well, it used to be streaming, and now it's just the. Uh, well, it was streaming. Now it is podcasting, and as we announced the other day, uh, our legal team has given us the go ahead uh, to stream this program. Uh, so now it is simply a matter of Brian Jones, director of engineering. Uh, he and I got to get in a room, and he's got to uh, he's got to actually uh, create the server that will do it. And then uh, we got to get the player launch. But legal, after many, 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 many months of negotiations, legal has given us the okay. So now we just got to get the uh, the server running, and we will be streaming again, sir. One final note. Yeah. According to my uh, Garmin newbie, the Chicken Ranch Bingo and Casino at one six nine two nine Chicken Ranch Road is five hundred thirty seven miles from the Portland Airport. Okay. Thank there you. There you have it. All right. Woohoo. Yeah. No, that, that was a poor choice, Sarah. Well, before everyone starts complaining, we should remind everyone we did get our TV working yesterday. Oh, no, 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 the TV works. Mm -hmm. And uh, trust me, I'm not complaining about the streaming. It's simply, uh, Brian, uh, to his credit, Brian wasn't going to start building something uh, like a server for something that legal hadn't even... The legal might have actually just said, like, no, you can't. Uh, mustn't. Mummy will smack. Uh, the uh, So legal just took forever to make up their minds about it, because that's what they do. They delay. That's what that's what the legal department does. They delay, they postpone, they obfuscate. That is That really is their job. And they do it flawlessly. So, uh, anyway, so we're good to go legally. We just got to get the tech thing rolling. Until now, the until then, the podcasting is up. All right, we come back. Porn, hookers, guy who's been to a brothel. Tim Riley's top five. Uh, James Roop, and uh, a little musical interlude to say. There's the Rick Emerson Radio Show. Don't go anywhere.
See, now every time I hear a piano song, I wonder if this is the piano song the guy was talking about. Dun, 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 dun. Well, maybe you should just tell the people where the bumps are. It, you know, but I, you know, do you get this? Do you get people asking a lot about songs we play, though? Can, do you get this? Do you get this email? Can you post a list of all your bumper music? I get that email like uh-huh. twice a week. People, and can you, and it's just, it's not possible. Not possible. Can't be done. So, uh, speaking of music, we're going to play a little musical interlude uh, later on in the next break. Uh, we got Jim Roop coming up here. All of these phone calls, Tim Riley's top five. Uh, so now I can't go to the dentist uh, today. Because, Why not? Well, because we have our, you know, our program director. We do like a monthly program director's, you know, like dinner meeting, whatever. Ooh, fancy pants. Well, and I miss, well, it's free food. And I, li- I missed last month's because I was sick. And then uh, this one I thought was at six. It's at five. My dentist appointment, 4.30. So, no, I can't miss two in a row. That's the thing. It's like I'm not trying to get out of going to the dentist, and which I, and I it kind of frustrates me because now not only do I dread going to the dentist, now I have to. First of all, they're going to penalize me. They're probably going to hit me with like fifty bucks for mm-hmm. missing it, for breaking the appointment, and I now have to put it off and dread it for like another ten days or whatever. Yeah, because you've been kind of nervous. Plus, you were talking about it today. Yeah, and I can't, but I can't miss two of these the PD things in a row. I'll just look like it because then you know what it is. Then I'm gonna look. That is your that is your bonding. You and, know, you need to like. And then I'm gonna look at like the guy who's too good to you know eat with everybody else. I'm gonna look like the guy who won't play with others. So. Muppet. I'm not saying I am. Sorry, he's getting my garbage can. Muppet, stay out of the trash. Oh man, can I tell you, Max woke us up last night. Uh, so Lara and I sleep. We hear this like. Um, I don't know if I can do the. Uh, it's it's like a, we hear like a. It's that that plastic. And we woke up, and Max was in our room rummaging through our trash can. Oh, God. Uh, all right. I'm going to stop myself before I talk about dog stuff. All right, let's do these four calls quickly in no particular order. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. We're just going to yeah, blow, blow these out. Yes, what's up? Uh, I was I was telling, I guess it was Richie. I, I have an old school picture that I took right outside the Mustang Ranch, it, and it used to be called the Mustang Bridge Ranch when it was actually the trailers and chain link fenced in and everything like that that uh-huh. I was going to send to you after this call. But the first time that I was there... Now, I'm granted, I'm old. Don't judge me by that. I'm, you know, you're young little, at heart. Little, yeah, little, little. I got a, you know, teenage daughter and stuff, so I'm a little more savvy than you think. But you should be sure to tell her these stories. <laughs> yeah, well, she knows. You know, I don't lie to her. But anyway, uh, the first time I was there, it was fifteen dollars. The last time I was there, it was thirty-five dollars, and we said that's too much, and never went back. Now, what year was that? Where it was thirty-five dollars? Well, I'm fifty-three. This is I was probably twenty-one, twenty-two. So thirty I years suppose. ago, yeah. How, how much time elapsed between fifteen dollars and thirty-five dollars? Till whenever you know. No, but I'm. But I mean, just one session, basically. No, no, no. But I mean, no, no, no. Not like how much time in the day. How no. many years elapsed between when it was fifteen and when it was thirty-five? Probably two. Oh maybe, yeah, so by maybe, now it's so by now it's got to be three hundred. Oh, it's got to be more than that. Yeah, there's no way. I, I could never bring myself to pay that much. I, you know, I I, I just I, I mean I was actually there when Joe Conforti walked in one time, and there used to be guys that came in the bar, and sat at the bar, pulled out a plastic baggie, and they'd load it up with money, they'd stick it back in their pocket, and you'd see guns on them and everything like Fantastic. that. It was scary, you know, but it was it was it's an experience. old school. It was like Godfather, uh, Goodfellas type stuff. You Excellent. know, it was, it was neat to look look at. I didn't want to be in the middle of All right. it. Well, thank you, sir. I pre- that was a good call. Thank you, my friend. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, I mean, really, if you if it look if it seemed reputable and safe and whatever, and it was a hundred bucks, 
I might almost do it just for the experience so when I'm old I can say, let me tell you about, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, of doing stuff so that when you are sitting in the nursing home, when people say, well, what about this? And you can go, I did that. And they go, well, what about this? I did that too. You know, just so you need it. You, you, you can kind of do stuff. Uh, $500, no. I don't want the experience that much. All right, Sarah, I got yeah. three calls here. Now, I've oh, got... I chose so poorly last time, though. But this is a chance to redeem yourself. Okay. I've got to... Avenge me! I've got two people from the show. Uh, Two different people from the show. One on line one, one on line three. Why don't we go for... Sandwich between the two? A caller about porn. Uh, let's go for the one that I didn't opt for the first time, because I feel right. bad for making them wait. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Mystery guest, sign in, please. Well, hello, Rick Emerson. Scott Daly from FilmFeverRadio.com. Yes, sir. How are you all? I'm a dandy. What's up, brother? Good. Well, I about 15 years ago, I lived in Lake Tahoe for about six months. And uh, some friends and I decided, hey, let's go check out one of the brothels on the outskirts of Reno. Um, we had no, I, at least I had no intention to transact any business, if you will. But I was very curious as to what it was all about. So we went to this one place. I think it was like called like the Kitty Cat Club or something like that. Of course it was. <laughs> Miss it, Kitty's it was, Adult Lounge. Yeah, exactly. But it was in the, literally in the middle of the desert with a chain link fence for like four double wides. Sexy. And it, it, it was a very surreal experience walking in. Uh, Sarah and my fellow Twin Peaks fans will know will know I'm talking about what it's like walking into One Eye Jacks. Oh, totally. Uh, That's what I've been thinking this whole time, Scott. When they, he was talking about like there might be you know ten ladies to greet you because you remember them yeah. all coming out and standing in a row. That's exactly what it was like. It was very very strange. I did I did grab a matchbook uh, and I also grabbed a menu to answer a menu early. It was it was it was a double sided menu uh, and it had it was you know entrees or appetizers or dessert. And it had it had uh, the name of the act, if you will, uh, with a brief description, but there were no prices. Again, it was all negotiated once you chose a girl and went to their room or whatever. Now, I mean, when you now let me just tell you this: I am terrible at haggling. I'm the worst haggler uh, in the world. And so, I mean, where did you? I mean, where did you start? Did you start at like really low, like a hundred or something? Or yeah, yeah, we we did. We each we each there was like you know, I think there was three or four of us, and we each kind of picked a girl and we kind of went to the, went to one of the rooms. And, um, gosh, you know, I, I, this is so long ago, I don't remember the prices and stuff we talked about. But I remember in, in the back of my mind thinking, oh, well, that's, that's reasonable. Now, I can get away with that. that. Seems, is, that <laughs> is that like when you're, is that like when the guy's trying to sell you a car and you go, I can make that work? No, 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 no I can half down, I can do that. Uh, what, uh, what celebrity did the girl most closely resemble? Um, you know what? And again, this is very strange. I just, I just realized this. I, as far as the actress's name, I don't know, but I would have to go on record and saying uh, Teresa Banks from Twin Peaks. See, and I don't know who that is. Uh, we got a kind of bleach blonde, short hair. Um, imagine Portia de Rossi, um, a little shorter and with shorter hair. All right, so let's yeah, just let's good... just put it out there. Now, was it worth the money? I have no idea. I, I didn't do it. Oh, I, you oh you didn't. Oh, I thought you said you, no. you went through with it. Oh, so you never did. No, no, we never went through with it. Uh, I, again, we we went in, you know, it's like, hey, let's go test drive that new, that new Corvette, having no intentions to buy. Oh, we I just see. Kind of check it out. You just kind of wanted the experience of kind of seeing the deal. Yeah, exactly. The lay of the land. Exactly. And it, right. was a, it was a creepy place. You walked in there, and this really weird vibe was just kind of filled the room. It was very strange. All right, then. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. All right. All right. right. We'll see you on Friday. There you go. Scott Daly, Film Fever Radio. Let's uh, do the other side of that equation. Let's try this again, shall we? Let me uh, give it a second. Uh... Hold me like you did by the lake on the boo. 
You know, it's funny. I was watching uh, Leon the Professional this weekend, the director's cut, and Natalie Portman's like 11, but the first time she came on the screen, all I could picture was like her saying that line. So, uh, hello, Aaron Durant. Hello, how's it going? What's up? I'm sorry, Muppet's coughing up a hairball on the other side of the room. Well, that's good. It means Muppet and I have something in common right now. <laughs> How you feeling? I feel like ass. Fantastic. Like Carillion death flu or something. Well, it's good that you're going to Vegas soon. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be nice that I'll be in a small, enclosed, flying tube of death with this cold. <laughs> Are you, and you know, as sad, as sad as I am that I won't see your face, you're not going to bowling tonight, right? No, I will not be going to bowling. Oh, All that right. sucks. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so I can't bring the team score down anymore. Hey, is that your copy of Leon that I have? Yeah. Okay, I found it in the car, and I, I couldn't remember who I borrowed it from, but I figured it was probably you. I had wondered where that movie had gone, too. Yeah, like I think I've had it for, like... DVDs, and I'm like, hey, where's my copy of Leon? <laughs> I think I've had it for, like, six months. Um, <laughs> That's good. So you, you are... The Matt Peterson style of borrowing things. It's only borrowing, which is just sort of stealing. Um, so you were calling about hookers today. Well, yeah, naturally. Now, this uh, now can I reveal, that, well, I guess I already did, that it was your wife that gave uh, Lara this Best Cat Houses in Nevada guide? Yeah, it's a pretty cool book. I mean, it's an interesting read just by itself. Cause yeah. That's, one of the things Jen collects, she collects kind of awkward and strange history books and stuff. One final rule to remember before you uh, begin is that you are not allowed to kiss her on the mouth. No, you can't kiss her on the mouth, and you um, um, you can't do anything in the back of a Volkswagen. Is that true, really? Uh, well, is it, unless you have to pay a lot for it, I guess. Maybe that's a thing you could, um, you know. Maybe you have to negotiate it later on. Yeah. The one interesting thing, though, is that um, all the uh, Nevada brothels have the lowest case of any kind of STD than anywhere else in the country. Well, because they're regulated, and uh, I would imagine it's an occupational thing. You want to be safe because you don't want anything interfering with your business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they check all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's probably, I mean, if you really got to get it done, that's the cleanest way to do it. You don't want to pick anything up on, like, 82nd. Yeah, no, that's bad. We're speaking yeah. of my dental appointments. Yeah, it's right. the worst thing ever. Fantastic. All right, my friend. Uh, well, uh, so we were probably not to, when are you guys going to Vegas? You're going before Laura and I. Uh, I think we're flying out the same day as you guys. Oh, okay. So it's not, like, days in advance. No, no. Uh -uh. All right. Excellent. Have you, has anybody else, anybody else given you Vegas suggestions? No, nothing. They're just all telling me who I'm going to die when I'm in the air. <laughs> well, that's certainly oh. true. All right. So, Excellent. Be get better, my friend. Yeah. There you go. Aaron Geek in the city to rent. Uh, we'll get Zach in just a moment. This, however, from Los Angeles. Singing on radio correspondent James Roop. Hello, sir. Howdy. How are you? I am dandy. How's life? You? Can I ask you a question dandy. about CNN? Yeah. Uh, and this is just a professional uh, inquiry. Um, so yesterday... The CNN prep sheet came my way, and it said Jim Roop is discussing the following two stories at the following time. Then we called, and they said, no, 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 he's not working today. That was totally Chris's fault. He wrote later on in the show. Oh, okay. He wrote, he wrote me like at one saying, oops, yesterday. my bad, he is on. That oh, was really? That the time that we would have okay. scheduled him. Yeah, see, the, the, okay, yeah, it was just very interesting. Sometimes, uh, not that you, I mean, this happens everywhere, including here at CBS. Sometimes the left hand doesn't even know the right hand exists. We, we keep it that way. Yeah, bro. so they like to keep you in the dark. They like to keep, you know, it's like everything else in the radio industry. They like to keep you just a little off kilter and unstable. Uh, I like it that way. Yeah, keep you just a little, keep you a little afraid, uh, afraid all the time. If, if, you, if you can really do that, then it's easy to blame someone else when something goes wrong. Well, that's what I do, certainly. Yeah. I blame people that haven't worked here for years. There you go. So I continue to blame everything on Matt Peterson, actually. And uh, he works. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a name from the past. He, he works at another company and has for years. I blame him for everything even now. By the way, does Scotty J have that gold Cadillac yet? <laughs> no. No. Right. No, um... No, but I'm I'm guessing that uh, I'm guessing his house is light a few possessions at this point. I'm, I imagine he's probably at the pawning his toaster stage of this small business. This poor kid. Well, we warned him. We told him.
We, we should check in with Scotty J and see if he's raking in the cash there. Or maybe this Friday we can uh, talk to him. He that might be, be pushing good, his yeah. stuff around in a grocery cart. Well, for all well, we just, just to make it extra painful, we'll have Richie call it. Uh, <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, it still says he's married. Yeah, well, maybe he's been too drunk to update his profile. Um, <laughs> Thunderdog. Yeah, I'm sure his wife is happy. Thunderdog, the uh, tropical so, Thunderdog. You no, know, his wife is happy, and that's apparently all that counts. Uh, so uh, you are is it true that they've stuck Britney Spears on an allowance of 1500 a week? Uh, for for leisure activities, yes. And so now... I mean, I'm sure everything else, you know, food, I don't know that she has a mortgage. Do you think that that girl is chafing under this because she... She's ticked off. Yeah, she seems like a girl who's not used to being told what to do. That's why she's not coming to these hearings. Her court-appointed attorney yesterday said, uh, she's not coming... She doesn't agree with everything that's going on. <laughs> so she, really? So she, so she is not dealing well with, probably for the first time in her life, being told how to behave and what to do and being made to follow rules. Right. This is something that should have been done to her when she was 10 years old. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, but now it's, it's, I, I believe it's a little too late for that. Yeah. Um, but the judge is saying, you know, I don't care how mad she is. Now, this is, this is the other judge, uh, Judge uh, Commissioner Gordon. Is, uh, yeah, is the is the commissioner in charge of the visitation and custody thing, and uh, Commissioner Getz, Reva Getz, is in charge of this estate thing. So Commissioner Getz says that I don't care that Britney's ticked off. We're going forward with these proceedings, whether she shows or not, because it's in her best interest. Now, keep it. Now, I mean, here's uh, color me dumb. I, when you say these proceedings, I don't even really know what they're for at this point. What what are these proceedings for? Well, you know, it's it's kind of nuts because she's an adult, and if she's going to blow her life up, she should be able to blow her life up. But uh, I guess there has been have been challenges to uh, her legal advisors. Uh, her father was made conservator of her estate, co-conservator that is, um, to protect it from. Uh, Brittany, because she's on psychiatric hold for right. the most part, um, so she doesn't lose everything. I don't understand why. If that were me, I don't think the courts would be too concerned with whether I screw myself completely or not. No, I was going to say, I don't see the court stepping in to stop idiots on my block from buying rent-to-own furniture. You it, know? It, all, it all started with the the visitation and, and child custody thing, and it rolled into uh, making sure that the kids are protected and taken care of which rolled into her estate, how much she's going to lose if she continues to, to do what she's doing. But to allow her 1500 bucks a week for leisure activities, uh, what the hell is that? Seriously. And the idea that she somehow finds it objectionable, that's just done enough. I, uh... She just doesn't like, like you say, being told what to do. So yeah. she's just boycotting everything. Yeah. And the judge says, I don't care whether she's here or not. Here's what we're going to do. Excellent. We're move forward. So is this, I mean, not that you're in a position to know these things, but I mean, so is this... Is she, because you hear all these stories that she and her dad don't like, or that she doesn't like the dad anyway, and that they're estranged, and yet he's the guy with his hand on the purse strings. Oh, I don't know, I don't know that that's 100% true, that, that there's that sort of estrangement in that family. Um, yeah, they live in Louisiana still. She lives here. Um, but I, I don't know that, that I, I don't think that there's that much animosity between uh, Britney Spears and her family. Um, I, I think a lot of that is made up. It doesn't seem that that much anyway when I when I watch it all go on. Uh, in fact, it was very strange to see James Spears and Fe and Kevin Federline kind of chatting a little bit right. amiably in church yesterday. In church, <laughs> in court yesterday. Um, well, they got a lot in common. They, yeah, well, apparently they do. Both in well, the, the both, victims. Both, 
both are f- food service workers who came into a lot of money. Um, it, 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 I don't think that it's that bad, the relationship. I, I think it's bad, but it's not, it's not one of those things where she's going to kill herself because her dad that she hates is, is taking over her, her estate. It is interesting that either she's less crazy since he took over, or maybe she's just as crazy, but she's not in front of the cameras she's when it happens. Taking, she's, it's very low profile right now. Yeah. Is that, do you think, because they're just keeping her under wraps, or is she actually behaving better, do you I suppose? I have no idea. I mean, no one, no one can really say, except hmm. for that court-appointed attorney, right. you know, who the court says, you, you know, keep an eye on this stuff. Um, uh, he's saying, she, you know, she's, she's not happy with all of this. She's She's not going to be here, but yeah, she. I haven't really heard of her being out on the town. We haven't really seen mm-hmm. much of her. She's not doing that, you know, pulling in the pull out thing at the courthouse anymore. So, well, let me know when she shaves something else. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, all right, brother. Are you are you on that? I'm out. Hey, yeah, you... Let me get my man out of the gutter and put it back up on the sidewalk where it belongs. Are you on tomorrow, sir? Yes. All right. Unless CNN tells you otherwise. <laughs> Unless they decide that you're <laughs> Unless not. Unless they decide. Oh, he's not working today. Oh, All right. Very All right, nice. brother. Enjoy your day. Thank you. There you go. Jim Roop, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. All right. I'll play this in the break here. Um, we'll back after this with Tim Riley's news. And then, right here, Tim Riley's attempt at tabulating the top five. It was meticulously prepared. I'm going to school you, right? I've got them all right here. I've got them all prepared. Some may surprise you. Some maybe you didn't hear. So I'll... Uh, I'll play these. Uh, I'll play some to break here. We'll come back with the news and this top five. Like is at three. Donald Mike at seven. Uh, Morgan Grace going to be in the studio with us tomorrow. Uh, she's got a show she's going to talk about, and then she's going to uh, favor us with a few of her musical performances tomorrow. Uh, so maybe she'll play this one. I don't know. Uh, this is. I, I think this is actually from. I don't think you can um, buy this on any of your CDs. I think this is a, a demo that's on her MySpace account only. Uh, but uh, this is Morgan Grace. This is a song called Valentine. She'll be in the studio with us tomorrow. This is Morgan Grace on the Rick Emerson. Radio program.
makes them feel safe, I think. Uh, all right. Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program, the home of the world's finest bumper music. By the way, so you remember that email I got about, what's that song that goes dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun? Apparently it was that last song we just played. Uh, that last bump. And that is Guilty Conscience by Eminem, and it's off the Slim Shady LP. So there you go. Eminem's Guilty Conscience. blah da blah Ladies and gentlemen of the Ministry of Truth. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Ma'am. A 14-year-old girl was driving drunk with her mother passed out on the passenger seat when she lost control and rolled the vehicle early this morning on Highway 18 near Smoquami, Washington. She was thrown from the minivan, suffering severe head and spinal injuries, expected to survive. Her 32-year-old mother was passed out, so she's fine. Uh, Mom was so intoxicated talking to Cooper, she couldn't even remember uh, her own birthday. All right. Hold on. I'm getting the book. Do you have the mom's name? I'm looking here. I don't think the mom's name. Uh, no, no name. Oh, somebody like that oh. has to. You have to How name. could they not release the name? She needs to be in the book, obviously. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll have to look this up tomorrow. Bastards. All right, fine. Fine. So this happens at 5.30 in the morning. Both the mom and the daughter, who's 14, are intoxicated. Jeez. Oh, wait, the daughter's drunk, too? Yeah. Oh, well, then the mom's not going to go in the book, probably. No. Okay. I thought this was like the mom was drunk until the sober daughter had to drive home. Maybe it was the daughter who coaxed the mother into drinking. Well, kids can be a bad influence, Tim, if you're with a fast crowd. That's true. All right. Meanwhile, Lisa Marie Presley has sued a British newspaper for alleging uh, she was piling on the pounds because of her unhealthy appetite. Uh, Lisa, who is pregnant... <laughs> exactly. Who is ugly and pregnant, alleges that the story in Britain's Daily Mail are slanderous and degrading. Uh, once they got a glimpse of my expanding physique a few days ago, they, it's been like... Uh, they've been like a pack of coyotes circling uh, while eerily howling with delight, she said in her blog. She's hungry for reproduction. She claims the pictures were taken at a Hollywood restaurant last week, forcing her to go public about the baby she was happening with her fourth husband. Appetite for babies. Nothing forces you. It's like someone calls you fat and get over it. Nothing's forcing you to do anything. There is, I must respond. She is fat. Yeah, I mean, there's no she getting sure around is. it. She really is, Tim. She's a big old heifer. And she smells. Mm -hmm. That's it for now. All right. Be oh. back later. Why would you be leaving, Tim? I said I'll be back later with more news. Oh, but Maybe. you're not leaving the studio now. No, no. I was speaking it's of news. Because time. it's that special time, Tim. Five, it is about that special four, time, isn't it? Three, two, one, fire. So tomorrow, Sarah, you're doing your top five. Now, are you cheating by doing a specific kind? Well, no, I'm not cheating. I think you're risking nothing by trying to do a specialized top well, five. Well, because I don't, they don't usually all have words, right? Because a lot of uh, themes that I really tend to like just happen to not have words. That's fine. The themes That's fine. Is it okay if they're instrumental? Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, then I'm fine. I'm just saying, because you had talked about doing the top five instrumental themes. Well, no, and I was talking about, well, I mean, are they the most, are they the themes that I like the best? I'm not trying yeah. to make the greatest of all time. I'm saying in your opinion. No, 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 but it's all relative. In your world. In your world, in they're the best five. In my special world? These, well, in mine was a special Rick world. This is in Tim Land. Okay. So in Seronia, uh, these would be the, the, the five best in your universe. Okay. And, I'm so, I'm Okay. And then tomorrow, we'll get a listener to do it on Thursday, and then we'll have Scott do it on Friday. Uh, all right. So this, so the grief about yesterday's list continues to come, by the way. People just the calling me in the people hallway. People are relentless. I'm getting email for you. I know. <laughs> people are all angry about it. We have employers who've never met talking about their favorite theme songs. It's, it's true. All right. So, um, anywho, so here is Tim Riley with his take on this. So, after yesterday's TV theme debate, or TV theme debate, we take another stab at assembling a list of uh, televised musical greatness. 
As this reporter uh, presents his submission for the top five theme songs of all time. These are Tim Riley's top five television theme songs of all time. With honorable mention going to Stingray. Was this Marionettes? Mm-hmm. Filmed in Super Marionation in Britain. <laughs> Super Marion Nation. In, in Viticolor. <laughs> really? Yeah. Can I confess something? I don't know anything about this show. Okay, that's pretty great. I can see why you picked this. Yeah. It has that, that cool Britannia feel to it. Okay, but what was the show? It, it was about the underseas adventures of uh, Troy Tempest, Atlanta Shore, who was played by Lois Maxwell, and Phones. What's this show called, Tim? Stingray. Stingray? Stingray. Stingray. You can probably find clips of it. People of a certain age will remember this. And were they uh, puppets or were they like wooden marionettes? They are marionettes and you can see the strings in the color version. (laughs) That's excellent. Righteous. Let's see. Stand by for action. to launch Stingray. That is so great in Team America. No way. Okay. It's completely Team America. I'm giving you guys an education here. Hold on. Yeah, you're going to waste this in the puppets. It's the Jetsons with Marionette. It gets even better. This is so cool. I demand to see the puppets again. They're coming on. This goes on the ground. What? Anything can happen in the next half hour. Okay. Now we know what Trey Parker watched when he was Totally. You're right. That is completely a Team America. Fantastic. All right. Is that the greatest thing? It really is. I still think it's the coolest thing. I really do. Tim Riley's top five TV themes. Uh, Number five is Route 66. Theme by... Nelson Riddle. Oh, Nelson Riddle. Who uh, arranged uh, most of Frank Sinatra's big hits. This is pretty great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see why you selected most of these. Mm -hmm. They're very endearing. Oh, right there. That sounded really... That sounded like the beginning of World on a String right there. Oh, can I tell you, I have a BlackBerry. I finally, you know, I had a queue for a long time, and I, I got a BlackBerry, and I finally bothered. I took the time to install my BlackBerry uh, import out, uh, export software, so I was able to add a custom ringtone uh, last night. I don't, I don't why, know why this reminded me of that, but I, find, I added that Arrested Development instrumental theme for my ringtone last night. I'm very happy about that. This is cool. Mm-hmm. All right, these are top five, uh, Tim Riley's top five TV theme songs. And at number four, Love American Style. Sang by the Cowsills. Is that true? Yeah. Because I saw that there was a Cowsills version, but I didn't know if this was them or like a Cowsills knockoff band. This sounds like a Cowsills knockoff band. This doesn't sound like the original. No, no, no. This is the this is the version from the television. This is speeded up. By like CHR style, uh-huh. sped up by a program director. Mm-hmm. Now I should tell you, this is the television version though, because I pulled this off YouTube, and it was clearly a capture of the show's opening credits. Yeah, this is spe- speeded up from the original that appeared on the album. With Ron Howard, Gavin McLeod, Becky Green, <laughs> Love Charles Nelson Riley, and, and then this got a little coda here. Mm-hmm. 
Tonight's episode is A Game of Checkers. Well done. That's a great uh, mm-hmm. that's a great song. These are Tim Riley's top five TV show themes. Number three, the Brady Bunch. Here's a story. My wife was livid that I didn't put this on my list. I went home and she read me the riot act about the Brady Bunch not being on the list. Okay, here's why this is great. It's catchy. Everybody knows it. It stands on its own as a song, even separated from the show. Also, this, this, I think, is the definitive uh, theme song that sets up the premise of the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think a good theme song the sets Jetsons, up the premise. Though, the Jetsons set it up as well. Totally, exactly. Where it lays out exactly what the story is. And it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, the Jetsons does the whole family, too. Jane, his wife. We're nerds. And I will tell you this. I'm just going to... So I was watching this this morning as I pulled this. And... I had, you know, at the age of 35, I had sort of considered myself to be over the Brady Bunch, really no, past them nobody. in terms of like, well, you know, there was that whole thing in the 90s where, like, the reality bites era, where everybody was sort of kitchily talking about the 70s and pretending they liked the Brady Bunch a lot more than they really did and whatever. And I sort of thought I was past that. I thought, well, okay, it's 2008. We're done referencing the Brady Bunch. We're done whatever. But I have to tell you, I, I would be lying if I, did, if I didn't say this. When I was watching this Brady Bunch opening credit sequence, first of all, they filmed like 50 of those because they, didn't they do it every season when the kids aged? Yeah. Because like at one point, Greg had a... mid-season. Yeah, Greg like had an afro or something. Yeah. But I did sort of have... There was like a little poignancy when I was watching this today because you do realize what a big impact fictitious sitcom families had on a whole generation of, of kids. More than one generation, I guess. Very very well done. Number two, Laverne and Shirley. Oh, I love this song. You bet. And bonus points for kicking the Yiddish here at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Shlamazel. This is another one my wife was angry about. Good job, Ken. Yeah, she was was pissed off about this one, too. This on the one day at a time theme for some reason. I wonder who sings this. A lot of times he's like one of those Melissa Manchester types who was like a studio hack. Doing it our way. Little middle eight here. Never heard the word impossible. This is a great song. I forgot about how good this is. My list sucks. I I don't deserve to live. I should have this microphone taken away from me today. Uh, I'm just kidding about that. You know, writing a song like this is like writing a jingle. It's a lost art. Yeah. It's not easy to write a pop song that comes on, establishes, and is done Mm -hmm. in like 60 seconds. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of songs are like they t- a lot of artists take like 12 minutes to to make a song. That has to start, establish, chorus, mi- middle section, chorus again, all in the space of one minute. And at long last, the greatest song. This is the first season for the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Probably one of the most beautiful women ever to face oh, the television screen. Hottest balls. Mm-hmm. How will you make it on your own? This is a great song. It, it really is. is. 
Doesn't get better than this. this world you could just visualize what's going on, too. She's in that white car, right? Yeah, it's an off, uh, it's a Mustang. But it's time in the later years, it became red. It's time you let someone else do some giving. Done, Tim Riley. Betcha. Congratulations, Tim Riley, greatest newsman and top five creator in now, the. She's got a twirler on. She gets a dirty look from the old lady and throws her hat in the air. Yeah, but the old lady died. That's true. So too. that's what she gets for glaring. <laughs> and that department store burned down. Is it true? Yeah. So there you go. You don't screw with Mary Tyler Moore. Universe screws you right back. All right, Tim Riley returns at four, five, six, and seven, top of the hour, all the way through. Like us. Uh, we'll come back and wrap it up after this. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Emerson Radio Program. Join us uh, tomorrow, by the way, when our guest will include Morgan Grace uh, and Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com, as well as Lisa Desjardins from CNN Radio. 
All right. Uh, plus, tomorrow, Sarah's top five uh, TV themes of all time. The pressure's on now. And I didn't get a copy of Into the Wild giveaway today, but you know what? I do have the 20-sided die, so we'll do that tomorrow. All right. So, 503-733-2970. Make a note, because we're back at 11 a.m. tomorrow, immediately following the Rick Emerson recap, which comes your way at 10 a.m. Uh, we want to thank Cena Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum, Jim Roop, and Lisa Desjardins for joining us today. Uh, Rick Emerson Show produced today, as always, by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for AM 970 Solid State Radio in the newsroom. Tim Riley on the phones, Richie Bristol. The gatekeeper is Dave Zinn. The webmistress is Bridget from upstairs. And, of course, Susan Reynolds is our CBS Radio Portland marketing guru. Like us next, Don and Mike at 7. As always, thank you for listening. Be safe. Don't let the bastards grind it down. Watch out for snakes. I'm huge. See you all tomorrow. Bye now. Once it comes out of my mouth, it's too hard to put it back in. <laughs>